to another episode of Morelia Python Radio, and tonight we are joined by Gary Scavino, GS Reptiles. Gary is known from his YouTube channel, his witty sense of humor on social media, and some of the nicest Morelia around. But Gary has worked with more than just Morelia. He has an amazing group of Sabu pythons, including the Silver Morph, Emerald Tree Boas, Sanzinia. We talk about his experiences with Anteresia. We talk about it all. We also talk about some of his experiences on YouTube and some of the pros and cons of having a YouTube channel. Overall, this was a great conversation and one you won't want to miss. So let's get into it. stretch it out before I, we it, start you, listen <laughs> listen i'm not as young or as limber as i once was before we did these shows okay now You're that's recording. The god i hate it when you welcome do that. to <laughs> episode 493 <laughs> we are talking with gary shavino of gs reptiles but first owen mm. how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> i'm 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 good i'm good i'm good I hate I hate my white lips. <laughs> like I I both hate and love them at the same time. But um, I'm getting very very good at cutting plexiglass at this point now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the white lips just really wanted to be like the retics. So the only animals now that have not broken the glass out of those cages are the Timor pythons, which now are quickly becoming my favorite because they haven't cost so where, me money. So where do the white lips go when they break free? Bins. They're shackles. They're banished to bins until I no, fixed no, 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 what no. happened. I mean, like, where did you find them? Oh no, they they were in the cage. They were. Oh, they never oh, even got out. Yeah, no, yeah. No, they just they spiderwebbed the glass, but then they just sat oh, there and okay. watched their handiwork. Yeah. Jerks. Gotcha. Just and one what, more way to piss you off. I know. And it wasn't even the psychotic <laughs> gold ones. It was my very, very calm black faced female. And she's just like, look what I did. It's like, oh, maybe cool. it was maybe it was a test. If you would have not gotten upset about the glass being broken, they would have laid a clutch. But you did, so they reabsorbed. Where the they, I, wait, we're, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're not doing this. Like that is no. <laughs> don't I listen, I already second guessed everything that goes on in my snake room. Don't you dare put that in my head. <laughs> very good me, but okay yeah other well, than that it's i'm sitting no more clutches not yet i'm sitting there and i was doing this today where i'm going around the room and i'm like you're due soon you're due soon you're due soon like so i had this you ran the rack room night well oh. not yet <laughs> oh, okay not, that's usually the speech you give me <laughs> Shit. not yet it'll happen um because like right now i'm at this lull which is cool because then you kind of get some babies hatch and you can establish them before your next round of babies hatch. Like, I don't know how some people like Nick and, uh, you know, Ryan and everybody do it where it's just like clutch after clutch after clutch. <laughs> like it's just pouring fuel onto the fire. I kind of like it where I can get the early ones kind of established and then I can, you know, fiddle around with the spring breeders that are coming out. So, um, okay. Yeah. So rhinos will be soon. Um, I think I got my Chinese king rats. I think I got a bunch of stuff. Um, and then the bread lie were breeding. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, you guys. So it's, yeah, I'm all okay. over the map. All right. Fair enough. Any clutches still... on your end? No. Damn I'm it. waiting for diamonds. Uh, diamonds did lock up. <clears throat> so that's good. We'll see. Nothing from the But now it got cold again, so I yeah. give up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yo-yoing. Okay. 
enough of our yeah we nobody wants to hear us yeah, nonsense <laughs> let's welcome gary to the show gary welcome back to npr how you doing man hey guys thanks so much for having me i am a big fan i've listened to not all but most of the shows <laughs> and i love them and uh appreciate owen always, that owen always makes me laugh always. and i love it Good. so I'm super pumped to be here. So thank you again for having me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's been a while. When was the last time we had Gary on? Was it like season two when we really sucked? Like, I mean, come on. I don't know. It's been a while. I couldn't. I, um, I think that Johnny Depp was still happily married. Fair enough. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Barack Obama was president. Yeah, all right. So, so, yeah. <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, so how you been? Yeah, man? we left you your own know. devices. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so I, I'm like an old guy who decided to start a YouTube channel. So that's really <laughs> taken up a lot of my time. Um, I'm having a blast doing that. And okay. it just really grew the collection a lot. I think mm. since I last spoke with you guys, you know, I was such a Chondro guy for so many years. And then after, uh, I don't mean to humble brag here, but after I've killed a lot of Chondros um, and I just got tired of not producing animals consistently every year, watching everybody else hatch eggs. I'm like, I got to get to some different species. I just want to share in on the social media activity too, and post some babies hatching out. Mm. So I really, as much as chondros make up the bulk of my collection, I really branched out into a lot of different species now, and I'm just having a blast. I just, it's just so much fun, and I'm loving it. So, so uh, nice. I know that when we talked to you, you were kind of dipping into a little bit, like pinky toe into the Savu pythons, and that has exploded over here. But yeah. what were some of the other stuff that you kind of jumped yeah. on to? Yeah, well, I got up. I have some northern emeralds now. I was never a boa guy, mm. so I just never got into boas. I love boas. I just, I don't know. I was just always... For whatever reason, I was a python guy. But yeah, I'm keeping, just like yourself, I'm keeping uh, diamond pythons now and some pure jungles. Uh, a lot of Savu pythons and, and the Madagascar trebo is a Sanzinia. Mm. And uh, I did get in and out of some things like Conica sandbows just because I was always loved those. There are certain animals you go to a show and for whatever reason you're drawn to them. And just mm-hmm. that was me with Conica sandboas. A lot of the Antaresia complex, granted. So I produce, I, I tend to breed something and then I get a little bit bored with it afterwards and I find myself, okay, I'm going to move this project out and get something else in. But the bulk of my collection is definitely Morelia. It's, it's a bunch of chondros still. And then the, the Savus and diamonds and Sanzinia and emeralds and, and jungles and I, and, and jungle jaguars. They have mm. a lot of the jungle jaguar stuff I'm working on as well. So yeah, having just, and loving it all. So very cool. I think my favorite thing is hashtag Jesus loves diamond integrates. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. and, and I don't have, I can't verify that. Um, yeah. So you guys have mentioned, you know, we were talking earlier before the show started about my, my channel and yeah. So the running gag on my channel, as you guys may or may not know is I just, I dump on Carpondros for no other yes. I love all these animals, but it just seemed like the the, the it seemed like the wounded zebra in it's the low hanging fruit. I mean, that's and I, yeah. And there weren't enough people working with them where I felt physically threatened, so I felt like I go after that's that. That's a safe route. That, that group of people. So, <laughs> there wouldn't be yeah. a large army coming after you. Yeah, I, know. Like, I would smart. never. I would never be so brave as to make fun of ball pythons. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm well, those kind of guts. But yeah, so I took the Carpondros and I'm having fun with it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's the dangerous part. Is you see a Carpondro or a Jagpondro, and a little bit of your brain's like, 
that's kind of pretty. And then you're like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And then you got uh, Bill. He like sort of sucks you in with something that looks like a really, really light blue green tree python. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, that's gorgeous. It's a carpondro. Yeah, I, I love Bill, and he loves to test my friendship with those animals. Um, you know, the the only thing that honestly got me against Carpondros is uh, if I said the name John Martin. I don't, you make you probably know John. Yeah. Right? he's been around for a long yeah. time. I went mm-hmm. to John's house. True story. About like I don't know five six years ago, and I was looking in his cages, and he had what I thought it was a chondro because not all are as pretty as Bill's, where they look like a hybrid, mm-hmm. and some of them look exactly like. I thought it was a green tree python. Mm-hmm. I could, I would never have been able to tell there was uh, any carpondro uh, DNA in there and, and our carpet DNA in there. And the reality is I go, wow, it's such a dangerous animal, right? Because, yep. you know, John's obviously a, a very honest guy and guys like Bill and I know like Tony Jerome is out there. He produced, produced a lot of carpondros. They're not the guys I worry about. It's the next generation. Right. Some are so, some are so obvious. It doesn't matter. Right. But, but a lot of them, they look like pure uh, chondro. And I just, I hate that. You know, I just, I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it. Same thing with diamond pythons. And I produce integrate diamonds. We could say the same thing, but so I'm a raving hypocrite, I guess. is what I'm <laughs> Aren't uh, we all? <laughs> I remember that. I remember a Hamburg. I brought Eric uh, with me to see a uh, Maclots carpet hybrid. And it looked like just what was a, that called? The jungle lot? It's a, it's jungle a, it's a carpet yeah, or whatever. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it looked like an ungr- an ugly coastal, and I'm like, dude, yeah. no, and yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's not a moral argument for mm-hmm. me. Like we're doing something wrong. We're never going to release any of these animals back <laughs> into the wild. Never. Yeah, yes. no. it, it just comes down to, and I, the first generation guys don't scare me at all. It's when they pass through several hands, and then suddenly there's a a guy breeding chondros three generations from now, and there's carpet in there, and nobody knows it. It's just right. that's the only thing that concerns you. But I, I'm not on a pedestal, believe me. I, I look at it all very lightheartedly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's just a snake in a box. Yeah, right? yeah when you get yeah. down to it, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 I, I just, um, you know, uh, Chuck Poland sort of, uh, they had a reptile fight club where they were kind of talking about, you know, um, I guess designer versus mutts type of thing. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things that he brought up that some of the carpet crosses are like really fantastic looking. But they kind of get pushed off because, you know, uh, I guess like our purest mentality is like, oh, no, I I can't deal with that. No, 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 I won't have that, you know. Carpet guys definitely have a a stronger sense of keeping things pure compared to chondro guys because we love the designer stuff. Right. I think with carpets, I don't think it enhances the carpets when you hybridize or when you cross them over. I do think it it definitely enhances them to some of the some of the uh, the the designer stuff out there and yeah it's hard to come some of these animals are so blue and there's constantly line reading and so yeah i love all that stuff i I do i love it i i just i do locality conjures i do the manaquaris simply Mm -hmm. because i just i don't know i saw one many years ago and i loved it and i said well i just want to kind of fine-tune that animal just by line breeding that uh you know it's kind of like what ed marino does with basins he stuck with basins that's his thing and he just continually tries to make prettier basins and I just try to make prettier uh, locality animals, you know, using those same, that same, that's a Morelia Azoria poulter is, is what it is. And uh, so that's really what I focus on. But I, I, I really mean it. I'm not just uh, trying to please everybody out there. The reality is I really do love all this stuff. I love all these animals. And mm-hmm. if I had the room and space, I'd have it all. But I wouldn't have, no, I wouldn't have Wilma's mixed with carpet pythons. That's the line in the sand. Yeah, yeah that really is. The, yeah, that's like the old... Um, 
the old Niagara Falls, you know, slowly <laughs> I turn. Turn, step by step, inch by oh, inch, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the, what's the thing they called is the Australian dream where it's like a water python and a woma and a carpet all wow. bred wow. into one creature. Sounds, yeah. Sounds it's like, like what nightmares are made exactly. of. I'm like, why yeah. is it a dream? <laughs> and you guys, you guys have seen the bow and eye cross with, I guess, the carpet the, python. Yeah, I think yeah. Tom Logan had made them. Yeah. Yep, the Colleen's, yeah. which is the worst oh, yeah, name you, ever. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Well, Tom has a sense of humor. I'm sure that's what he was going for. Of course. For. I mean, in that case, it, you know, we did learn something from it. We learned that there's not major, not a major fertility issue with uh, bow and eye males, right. at least. If you breed them yeah. with different species, it's only if you breed them. So if we look at a positive on that, that we can we can look at it that way and all sleep a little bit better at night yeah. yeah i think that's probably something that maybe not necessarily had to be done but was a, was a huge benefit that it was done right because now we can check we can yes. take it's, that out of out what, of the net. what is it half of herp the culture is happy accidents we found out that we we learned yeah. this from something horrible happening here like yes. you know someone's lost all power in their basement and their snake spread cool i know I found out you can still hatch carpet python eggs when you don't plug in the incubator. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, there's there you go. a bunch of stuff yeah. you can learn. Oh, oh, and I want to know who the guy is who discovered that if you put sugar on a prolapse, it goes back in the animal. Yeah, I, exactly. I would like. I would love to know that because who was That's trying a, to make a witch's brew to fix their animal? I, I want to meet him, and I'm not sure if I want to have a restraining order or hug him. But in either in either case, he saved a lot of chondros. I've used that technique. I have a my I snake has prolapsed. Let me run to the spice cabinet. Yeah, exactly. I have actually used that on a baby carpet and yeah. so have i yeah, yeah. it's it works it works <clears throat> it, it just you would works. not think of it. Question it i don't question it it just works i don't need to know how it works or why it works it yeah. just does <laughs> so yeah there's there's certain things i always want to delve into and learn more like okay why exactly is this happening but in that one i'm just like i'm just happy it works i'm not gonna look into it <laughs> yeah who so, cares yeah. so I, before we jump into chondras i have a question that um i often I, I often struggle with this as so do a lot of people that are keeping, right? We all want to keep everything. Everything mm. is cool, all that kind of stuff. So like, are you ever torn between like you're focusing on my quarries as green trees? Are you ever torn? Like, you know, I wonder of guys like Ed, you know, and like the, the works he's that he has done with basins and like, you know, is, is that a driving force to hope that you can, produce manaquaries that are on a level to that one day and and do you ever like get distracted and and then sort of put yourself back on track is, is that yeah, yeah. For, for whatever reason eric that that doesn't happen to me i wish i had the focus my daughter's 14 and i always say to her i'm so like i feel really fortunate like all three of us like we found our passion with these animals right like right I, I, I mean, I could kind of tell you what led me to them, but I, I don't know why it just resonated with me and stuck with me. And it's the same thing with the chondros. Like, I don't really have, look, I'll tell you, five, six years ago, I was losing a lot of animals. And I think due to nidovirus, before we knew what nidovirus mm. was. Right. So I really, I really took, uh, I, I went from looking at them that, hey, I literally want to refine this manaquari. And I've really done that. I've really produced some pretty animals I'm yeah. really proud of. But I went from wanting to produce some stellar animals to just wanting to really keep them alive, especially after you breed a female. It takes such a toll mm -hmm. on a female car on a female. Oh my God, I said carpondro. <laughs> oh I God. Carpondro. <laughs> so yes, my my shift has focused from wanting to refine the, that locality to I want to keep these damn things alive for generations. Yeah. Because um, 
you're you're closer, I think, to you're definitely younger than me, Eric. But you're closer to my age. But a freaky thing happens when, when you turn fifty. What are you like, 44, 40, 40, 48. Okay, yeah. well, you look great. Got a full head of hair. You look <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think um, what happens when I hit fifty? It's a weird thing because you know it takes you know four to five years to get to hatch a chondro. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I have maybe, you know, three or four more good generations left in me. So I have a lot of that going on, too. So um, but to answer your original question, no, for whatever reason, I just never get bored with chondros. I just love them so much. Basin's the same thing. I Something about those animals, if you ever get a chance to see an adult basin in front of you, I mean, it is like no other animal. Mm. And uh, for me, it's on the brink of it's like going to church for me. I'm telling you, I feel especially even though I. You know, I'm building up the basin collection as we speak. Um, I have one big girl uh, that's at Marshall Hazard on breeding loan, but I am telling you, there is such a presence about that animal, and I totally get it. Like, I, chondros are a little different. If I had to choose one animal to keep, I've mentioned this earlier. I would only I mentioned it in my in YouTube channel that I upset a lot of people because I'm such a chondro head. But if I could only choose one animal to keep, it would be ba- basins. To me, they're really? just like any, yeah, they're they're just nothing like any other animal to me, you know. And I just so. Um, so aside from just staying focused on chondros, you know, I, I'll always have chondros. I just will. But um, unless, of course, I kill them all. But um, I, I basins is the only animal I could ever see, uh, you know, sharing equal parts of my collection with as a with so, chondros. So when yeah. people well, call you asking about the Bayad of the Sanzinia because it's not a basin, uh, there's, a, there, there's a price there somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably, Eric, uh, Owen, I'm sorry. I probably, but... They're they're cool. Too. I just love them. You, know, you love all this stuff. I, yep. I can't. I just I love green things that hang from branches. Um, I wonder. I wonder yeah. if. I wonder maybe. Well, since we're close in age, right? Mm. I wonder if you were influenced by like those TFH books, right? Yeah, sure. And like yeah. I think of that with that emerald tree. There's that one yeah, we, picture of that. Riff co- that we all. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's such a iconic. It, Animal is an emerald tree boa, you know. It was our version of that Farrah Fawcett poster for God's <laughs> God, right? Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know if somebody asked me what is it got you into chondros. I, I don't know, except that I remember I, I was again with John Martin and look, I'm really fortunate, like you guys are on the East Coast and, and mm-hmm. um oh, and you're too young for this, but there was a place called uh we had Hank Molt out here. We had uh, you know Jay Jacoby was a trailblazer. Jay had his own yeah. reptile store long before people had specialized reptile stores. Martin's Aquarium, and because I, I, of all- I lived around the corner from Martin's okay. Aquarium when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, and I and I had a friend named Ernie Eisen who was a mm. lot older than me, and he um, just had access for just getting like he had baby Sanzinia. I'm talking 30 years ago. I saw Jeez. baby Sanzinia in this house, and I was just really privy to a lot of these guys. And I got to walk into somebody's collection, and I saw two. Um, captive bred and born now that's that was really rare back then mm-hmm. green tree mm-hmm. pythons and i'm telling you from that moment on i just it's hooked i just had to have them yeah. had to have them man yeah and uh so, i mean it's i you know even to take that question a little further i mean how do you just focus on manaquaries right so right. for me right i'm a carpet python lover i want them all i want yeah. the you know all the different localities and subspecies and all this stuff and i find it very hard to sort of be like yeah that one could go nah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you how do you just drill keep down? walking I, past the rubiak yeah i know yeah it's true <laughs> the woods are amazing animals especially the red uh neonates are they're just incredible yeah hey, listen there's nothing cooler than a high white aru yeah and a perfectly striped maruki which we don't and the kofi owls, i love them all 
Um, so I, I'm sorry, I'm going to be dropping names a lot, but I have de definitive memories attached to certain names. It was a, a guy named Dave Prada who owns Komodo Reptile. Yep, Dave's yep. still hammered all the time. Yep. Dave doesn't keep reptiles at all anymore, but he did for a long time. And he got a pair of imported captive hatch babies he got in from uh, D&J Reptile with the Gorman brothers. Uh, they, they were actually big. One was in Long Island. One was in uh, Indonesia, and they had access to some amazing stuff. Anyway, Dave it, got these animals from them, and they were manicori conjures. I had never seen them before, but it was a red neonate. And I saw that animal like, wow, that that's the look I love that. I just learned now what that's my goal. And that's what I want. And just they breed consistently. They, uh, you know, a lot of conjures, especially the designers, you're going to see some outrageous adult designer animals. And then you watch the offspring as they go through the onogenic color change. Unfortunately, not all, but many just never resemble the parents. Mm -hmm. They just don't. However, yeah. with localities, especially with the Manaquares and the Jayas, uh, they tend to mimic their parents. I mean, that, that phenotype in most cases is identical or better. Um, not with every locality. For example, we know with high white Arus, Ryan Young's been working on this. We know with high white Arus, you could produce some beautiful babies from really high white animals, and they're typically not as high white as the parents. Right. We are right. learning, though, through Ryan's efforts that the second generation is getting a far more white. But So Manaquare is almost like a recessive gene. With a chondro in the sense that, you know, those babies are going to strongly resemble the parents and mm -hmm. it's not better. And that just uh, turns me on with that locality. So what are the like the key characteristics that you would like? What are, what are those characteristics that you're focused on? I love the uh, just really dark triangles along the dorsal because that black scales as, as neonates tend to turn blue mm -hmm. and they tend okay. to get a lot of blue coloration in their laterals. Um, the reality is I'm, I was producing much nicer uh, Manaquares a few years ago than I am now. Unfortunately, I lost a lot of my stock with Nido mm -hmm. about five, six years ago. So mm -hmm. I'm holding animals back. And with the ridiculous prices now of all reptiles, you know, conjures yeah. especially, um, and it's so tempting to sell stuff uh, that I've just been holding on to all my babies. I've really been hoarding a lot of stuff. And I'm, my goal is just to really – keep fine tuning these lines and producing a lot of conjures over the next few years. That's the goal. So. And holding back though, is just going to pay dividends later on Yeah. when you have like, I've got 12 females. Like it's just going to be that it's, much better. And, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. and, and look, I, we're all, we've all been doing this long enough where we did not get into this for the money. It was not about money. <laughs> yeah. We love yeah. I don't think I'll ever make back the money I lost in my freezer right now. Oh, hell no. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool that it just so happened that this hobby that we all dove into many years ago, suddenly it's like, all right, well, you could kind of like, I don't know, buy cars with it now and houses and Getting stuff. Close, it's like there's a blueprint, you know, when we were just kind of flailing along, right? But now there's an actual blueprint. And um, so do, do, am I loving that? Yeah, I, I feel a tremendous amount of guilt. I mean, I really do because I remember like Savu pythons, mm. you know, I'm producing Savu pythons. And I remember specifically being at the White Plains show and seeing terracotta orange babies before their onogenic color change for yeah. $100 a piece. And now I'm selling babies for, you know, $1,500 to $2,000 a pair. I, I genuinely, again, I just really do feel guilty about it. Not, not guilty enough where I'm not selling them for that. <laughs> but right. it's, uh, not guilty enough that I'm doing it for a hundred bucks, but. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you, I justify my conjures, especially I go online, I look on Morph Market and I see what other people are selling their animals for. And I'm yeah. going, oh my God, like, I, you know, the people are just doing crosses, uh, you know, and selling red babies for like thousands of dollars. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, my yeah. stuff's worth at least as much as that. And um, 
So I'm, I do, I really genuinely do wrestle with it because uh, we've been doing this so long and you see those lower prices and now to do it in today's standards, it's like, wow. You but know, thing, but yeah. things always shift like that. You know, I, yeah. I, I remember when I first got into it that there were ring pythons everywhere. Yes. And like they, you'd walk into Hamburg and be like, "Thank you for coming to Hamburg. Here's a ring python." Like, and now, now I, I, I think there may be two clutches that are going to happen this year in, yeah, in the states. Oh wow! Congratulations. Well, no, I didn't do it. No, somebody else did. Oh, I have to buy from okay. those people. So, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, because that's just where it's just it, it, this the rarity, the scarcity, and then they bounced up high. Where now they're like eight, nine hundred dollars a piece. So uh, if 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 that if that um, right, Ellen, yeah, I think they're more than that, man. I really hope <laughs> not. So, so too. Um, I think the cool thing is that you know we all you know we've been doing this a long time, and we poo poo the ball python market sometimes um, because it's just you know it kind of gets a little crazy with the mm. names, but. The reality is that that's really driving the reptile market, yeah. the ball python yeah. market, because all those guys coming in with the ball pythons, like I see Justin Kobelka now, who is, you know, the pinnacle of ball pythons and seems like a yeah. great guy to me. He, you know, I see now he has some chondros. He's worked with Bo and I, and that's a great yeah. representation of a lot of people who are into ball pythons. They're looking for that next thing. Like, right. hey, ball pythons are awesome. I could, pay, you know, I could pay for that, my hobby with my ball pythons, but let me, let me get some other cool stuff that I see when I'm at a show. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. That's the smart way to do it is to have a large collection that constantly breeds and turns out eggs. Yeah. Not my way where I have a big collection of yeah. things that just stare at each other and don't make eggs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> I went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. We, we could change, we could change that. Ellen. I, I guarantee you, you, live clo- <laughs> you live close to me and I, I'm going to give you the, uh, if I sound like a know-it-all, please, mm. uh, I am not a know-it-all. But no, the, one thing I've lear- the one thing I've learned after all these years about being a successful, especially python breeder, is um, get them cold. Mm-hmm. Just get them cold. Don't be afraid. We're just afraid to do it. Yep. But that has changed everything for me with breeding. You know, um, Savu pythons, uh, I-, I was looking for sa- – I love Antaresia. I love the Antaresia complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I love more than that are pythons that go through – or snakes that go through an onogenic color change and stay small. So I thought Savus were just, you know, hey, I had seen them at shows for years. Let me grab some Savus. Well, I couldn't grab Savus. That was four or five years ago. Nobody mm-hmm. had Savus. The people who had adults were not having much success in getting them to breed. Mm-hmm. And the guys who were breeding them, they were gone so fast. I mean, they're small clutch and a six, yeah. eight, six yeah. clutch. And I got them. And uh, the only thing I did differently than anybody else, there, there were two things. I just got them really cold. And I tell everybody who work with them now, don't be afraid. Get them down to the low 60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so that's the number one thing I would I would leave you with is just get your animals cold and get those females. And, and you know, you have Keith as a, a, a your, you know, a, a, right at your beck and call. I know he can support you anyway, too. But uh, yeah, so, and, and I just leave them together all the time. Even, even when the most python species, the females go off of feed, especially with my chondros, that's it. I'm done introducing males. Yeah. Well, it turns, out, it turns out Savu pythons, their number one hobby is they love to reabsorb follicles. <laughs> they love oh, no. <laughs> you need to keep a male. It's it's the one python species where you don't have the luxury of having three females and one male because they will reabsorb those follicles. That was my experience with them. That's the experience of a lot of people. So until I see a female ovulate, I just have the male in with them constantly. So I gotcha. I would say I'm starting to do that. <clears throat> I, the the drop them down cold has yep. definitely been successful for my olive pythons. Because, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've started with that, and then I'm slowly – I was very, very mean to my white lips this year. So I was um, – so we'll see what that does. And then You know what's the funny? Course. You know what's funny? I guess uh, from – I guess from herping, mm. I, this sort of changed my mind. But, like, the idea that 
60 degrees is cold <laughs> yeah. is is kind yeah. of weird, right? Because when we were finding jungle carpets, it was 70 degrees. Mm. So it's like, I mean, they're out hunting for food and it's 70 yeah. degrees. And we're like, oh, my God, we can't drop them below 70 degrees. Yeah. They'll, get They'll die. This yeah. that, you know, and it's yeah. like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that's an amazing bucket list. What you guys did. I know you guys all went to Oz and that you, the Owen Pinelli thing in the jungles. That would be, a, I, I was, I did go out to Oz, but that was for my honeymoon. So my wife, we were not going to go herping. Right. That would, that would be a dream for me to go out to Oz herping. But at the same time, I know what it takes and I've seen yeah. the videos with the flies and I just don't know if I'm cut out for it. Anymore. I'll tell you the truth. How Rob did it without like a fly net? Cause I don't you know. know. Rob, Eric, He's a robot. and I had nets He's and we were still dying. <laughs> And he was yeah. just muscling through, and we're like, "What is wrong with you, dude?" <laughs> like, yeah. Mm -mm. And I bet if you asked him, he probably was like, "I don't even really probably notice." Rob he is so didn't. hardcore; he probably <laughs> even notice the flies. It's just he's so tuned into what he's looking yeah. for, and he's so astute with that stuff. And yeah. he just told me to man up, I man up, he, man. He calls him the pit bull because he just is on it, and he's yeah, it, yeah. 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 So with the let's well let's let's since we brought up Savus, let's let's talk about Savus. Yeah. So um, are they? I, you know, I, I've heard, we've talked to Ryan, I've talked to some other people. Are they sort of out of season for, are they more of a springtime breeder as far as breeding them goes? Um, I would call them an early spring, late winter breeder. I don't even start pairing my animals up until February. You know, hmm. typically I'm, I'm pairing other stuff up until December. Uh -huh. And they may go different times of the year. I can, you know, but according to our temps where we are on the East coast, yes, mm -hmm. I've, I've had a lot of success waiting till like February 1st and just getting them and I'm starting to warm them up towards the end of January. Um, but they breed. I mean, that's the one thing. If you ask any Savu Python keeper, they will lock up every time. It's just, mm -hmm. uh, getting those females to produce follicles. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I just really, I think I learned just from speak. I didn't really learn on my own, but just speaking with so many people working with them mm. and listening to what they were having trouble with. I just said, well, I'm just going to try the opposite, I guess. <laughs> and um, I got super lucky because I had five. So my first season, I had four females ready to go and uh, one became gravid and mm -hmm. uh, she reabsorbed because I, she was feeding and she's soft feed. So she's going to go. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to have another female go that season. And this time I left a male in. So I only got one good egg from her, but I did hatch it. But I learned mm -hmm. a lot that season. That was three years ago. Uh, and then last season was my first real, my first year where I had five females ready to go. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to fine tune this thing. And I can tell you that one did not go for me, but four of them did. And I got viable eggs from, I produced 22 baby Savus last year. So that nice. was like crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. Very nice. And they eat, by the way, guys, they mm. eat babies. Oh, eat. They're, yeah. not like <laughs> ring, they're not ring pythons, Eric, like where the be tough. You put a live fuzzy in with them, it turns out they eat. Yes. Yeah, see, <clears throat> it must have been just the, the pair I had. I had such a hard, I actually lost them because I had such a hard time with it. It's so, the, the one quirky thing that I, I've, I saw about them is like when, when you feed them, they wrap their entire oh, body, body yep. around the brain. Up. I had mine, I had to leave the, 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 the tweezers it wrapped all the way up and i had to huh. i just put the tweezers in there with oh, it yeah. and i'm like all right i'll move on to the next one like it was because i had to come back it was like they were just hanging out of there for a while but yeah. i i loved my savus i just have not had any i've had horrible luck with savus okay. so one day well, <laughs> my, my feeding regiment with regiment with savus goes something like this i put on a glove mm. Mm -hmm. And then I proceed to scream like a 13 year old girl with each strike because I open the tub and they are just out Whole and about. Body. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But 
Uh, yes, they are super cage aggressive, super cage aggressive. They are not for the timid, but like you know, Owen, with the white lips, mm. um, once I have them out, honestly, I've I've never been bitten by a sabu python, and I and I free handle them all the time. It's just that once you get them out, they're totally fine. They're just that they want to eat as soon as you open the cage. But yeah, right. so well, I, so are you both? Do you both now have sabus? You said you lost your pair, Eric, or you don't have yours anymore? No, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I do not have any of mine either. <laughs> I am. I, I mean, they're, am be- they're beautiful python. The the, yeah. the the it's like a maclot on steroids with the yeah. pattern type of thing, and yeah. then the white eyes and the. I mean, yeah. just ama- and and they're orange when they hatch. Out. I, mean, I mean, you know, the, I mean, come they're on. They're the only liasses I'm missing at this point right now. Oh. Is the Uh-oh, booze. Owen. Yeah. Well, you I try not to think about it. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean this sincerely. uh, Owen, if you ever wanted them, you'd let me know. I definitely have one female that's getting, she's in her uh, um, post ovulation shed right now. But, um, and I have the silvers too, which Mm. people haven't seen. And they're just, they're really incredible, man. They're just, (laughs) and I, that's really what, I just love them. I love them all, but those silvers are pretty striking. So yeah, yeah. I, I remember the silvers come out, and I'm like, well, I'm like, it's it's it, they're like they're just gonna change. There's gonna be a black yeah. python. What's the point yeah. of them? And then I saw them change from the silver babies. I'm like, all right, no, that's really cool. <laughs> like it was it. <laughs> made me eat those words so quick. It was yeah, yeah. Well, they're cool, and I, I sounds like I gotta get some savu in your guys' hands because I yeah. think you really enjoy them, and I I love getting them to people who will actually breed them too, and I. Everybody who I sold them to, I really do. I try to support them and say, okay, when they, when you're ready to breed, you let me know because we're going to breed these damn things, you know. Yeah, so, that would be cool yeah. to keep the. It'd be cool to see more Savu clutches. Yeah. More, I always enjoy seeing more clutches of either the hard to breed species or yeah. the just the on the rarer side. Um, yeah. I'll even get excited if it's something that I'm not even into. If it's just yeah. like something over here that's rare or difficult yeah. i like to see that stuff in herpticulture because you just have such respect for the process and that yeah. person who just dedicated the time and just making it happen you know yeah um i remember just going to the bronx zoo and they had so many several years back they had so many clutches of baby timor pythons you know and i was like geez that's crazy to me and I, yeah so they were killing it yeah i well I mean, we, and we've talked about it a million times. I mean, we'll we'll burn the city down when Keith finally gets his bowl and eye to breed. And he will. Yeah, and that's and like will. we're all ready and waiting. I, I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, the entire country will light itself on fire. I know. Yeah, I mean, they're I just so. I, I hope he doesn't feel the pressure because I know we don't. I don't. Of us, yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of us had any intentions of putting pressure on him, and he's doing his thing. And. I mean, I've seen his animals recently. They just look amazing, and yeah. I, I don't know. I really—it's not lip service. I just know he's going to do it. I, yeah. I just feel like he's going to do it. I think that you know, uh, knowing Keith and having gotten to know him a lot better, you guys are—I know—super tight with Keith over the last few years. Is you know, I thought about like, so what's the difference between Keith and I as far as like how we keep our animals and animals in general? And I, I always come back to the same thing, like. If you come to my house and you see my collection of my animals, like I'm really confident to say I really know my animals pretty well. I'm pretty tuned into my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is that Keith is tuned into everybody's stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he'll come to my house and he could quickly tune into my collection. And I, and that's really yeah. the difference with a guy like him. And he just yeah. And, and by the way, it's not just reptiles, as you guys know. It's, I mean, I can see a damn bird outside, and he's going to be Yeah, me. yeah, that, that's... It's, it's so real, and it's so... That's what... Yeah, I think that's really the difference, and uh, I don't think that could be taught. That was you know. that was the worst part of no. going through Arizona with the with um uh, him and Justin. It's all of a sudden the car's off to the side and they're looking at a bird oh on a pole, oh, yeah. and I'm like, 
we're herping, right? And they're like, yeah, but yeah. that's a something, something. I'm like, I don't, all right. <laughs> so it's, You're going to learn something if you hang with those guys. You, you know, can't help Ryan, it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Young, I'm going to throw into that too. Like Ryan doesn't have any ultrasound equipment, nothing, and nothing's a big deal. And it's because mm. he just he just reads those animals, you know? So, yeah. Yes. We're lucky we have those brains in, 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 in the herpeter culture. So. Yeah. That's cool. such a... Uh, an art, a talent, uh, it you know, is. like it is. just to be like, I, 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 it's funny that you bring that up because when we were on this last Turpin trip, it was Justin, Chuck and Rob. And I was saying to them, like, I wish that my brain worked the same way that your guys' brains work. Like you're just like, it's like they somehow see nature. I, I think of like they have like these Terminator eyes or something and like <laughs> little all scroll this going down. just flashing by <laughs> as like they're like looking at the, at the environment and like, I, I don't know. It's just it, it impresses me. And Keith has that same thing, you know? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I like to think, Eric, that we have our own strengths. Like, I could watch The Real Housewives, and I can tell you any of The Housewives' <laughs> name when when the, when the show's over. Like, I don't think Keith can do that. I don't think he can. Yeah, I can play so, guitar. Uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah, you I, can, I got listen, that. That's amazing. That is, yeah. no, that's a major talent. You know? yeah. So, you just got to find your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah. Not to go off on a tangent, mm. but along those lines, I just set up, a, I've had fish tanks my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I just set up, Keith uh, was, was here with Teresa, and uh, I, I bought a new discus tank, which is I'm getting going now, and there's a, a sump pump on it, right? Because everybody's doing sump pump now. And yeah. That's the way, it's not for salt anymore, everybody's doing it. And I am telling you, I am so intimidated by this filter. My mind doesn't work this way. It has a UV light on the bottom of it. I am ready to get rid of the whole damn thing. <laughs> And my and, and people tried. It's like you you might as well explain Bitcoin to me. I yeah. just can't comprehend it how yeah. it all works and what this happened. So yeah, our minds just don't work that way. It doesn't mean we're not you know intelligent in our own right. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah, state, yeah, yeah. That sounds good to say that out loud. I've never heard that out loud before. Sadly, <laughs> it's in my own voice. I've never heard anybody else say it. But you know, I like to just I like to just think that we have our own set of talents. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would not be able to handle some of the fish seem to be in their own little world that I don't think I could ever walk into and feel confident yeah. doing like some of those big fish tanks, saltwater tanks. Yeah. No, I'd be no. Ooh, yeah. It's a yeah. challenge. It's, mm-hmm. um, okay. So one of the things that I hear about you a lot, Gary, is that you are very good, very, very good at getting baby chondros going. Yeah, that is my Give gift us of life. One, yeah, there you go. See, that's it. There we go. That's we the, found it. That's the one thing I am good at. It's the truth. I'm a decent father. I'm an okay husband. <laughs> I can get baby chondros. Baby chondros, right in there. Yeah. What's um, one trick that you use to get them going that you would tell wow, the listeners? One trick. I think the one trick I could tell people is that uh, I no longer give them enough time to die. I, if they don't eat after a few, within the first two to three weeks, I'm going to start mm-hmm. force feeding. Okay. I'm going to start force okay. feeding. I, there's, there's very little um, room for error with chondro eggs mm-hmm. and with baby chondros. And that's really the difference between those animals. You know, I, we're not, people love to say chondro elitist. They're not chondro elitist. Chondros are no, uh, their eggs are no more uh, difficult to hatch than any other species, but there's uh, far less room for error just given their size. Mm-hmm. Right. And with the babies, there's just far less room for error given their size. Like I hatched diamond pythons and 
if it doesn't eat for three months, that's okay. I don't care. It's a baby. It doesn't lose any weight. Yeah, it'll be right. Fine. <laughs> baby chondros crash and burn really fast. If you if you don't have the food in that animal within probably three to four weeks, now you're now you're just trying to get even. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. So that's, gotcha. that's one piece of advice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you doing uh, like a pink head? Yeah. Or so I, I, yeah, I start with a pinky head. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I start because that's really, it's great with a pinky head because you can literally just put it right in the baby chondro's mouth and it's going yeah. to eat it. It can't right. dislodge it from its mouth. Mm-hmm. But we, we used to think that we could sustain a baby chondro on a, on a pinky head for, you know, a couple months until we start, it starts eating on its own. We now know we're, you just simply can't do that. You could sustain it for probably three to four weeks and that's feeding it every four or five days, maybe longer than that. But after, you know, that four or five week period, it will start to go downhill. So what mm-hmm. I do is I feed a, ba- a pinky head and then I try feeding it normally from tongues, a whole pinky doesn't eat. I'll do three, maybe a four pinky heads over the course of maybe two weeks. I mean, it's short intervals. And then mm-hmm. I'm going right. To, then I'm going right to day old pinky mice because I need a okay. full source of nutrition and I'm not going to let these babies die. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, if you do that, mm-hmm. they, they just they won't die. They will eventually eat. You know, they do. You just got to wait them out. Yeah. And um I, I would stress to people as well. It's not like baby chondros are not good feeders. It, you know, sometimes the worst feeder in a clutch might be the best feeder in the wild. I mean, if you threw that baby a little gecko or a frog, it's going to eat. Right, it's right. Gonna eat, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's my one trick. Is uh, yeah, I force feed quickly, and I do maybe at most three to four pinky heads, and then I'm going to full size, uh, you know, full size pinky mice. So okay, yeah, all right, cool. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, let's. Let's talk a little bit about diamond pythons. Um, Huge fan of diamond pythons. You have this diamond python that I would like probably give the pinky. Stab somebody for? Okay. Uh, I actually did did stab somebody for her. Uh Good. We can edit this out. (laughs) What's the story with that animal? Oh, and I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm going to share it. I think I have. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I got that female from uh, David Haston, who David is pretty well known with Jungle Carpets. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, no kidding. Yeah. So David, just for whatever reason, decided to part with her. And we refer to it as the Gothenburg Zoo Line. I've since dig- done some digging and spoke to some people, and I've learned that really the Gothenburg Zoo Line really doesn't exist. I used to say it was Gothenburg, Germany, mm-hmm. but there is no, there is no, turns out there's no Gothenburg Zoo in Germany. There's a Gothenburg Zoo. I believe it's in Sweden, but I don't think they ever had any of their own lines. So the truth is I really don't know the lineage on that animal. Okay. And I think that's the problem with diamonds in general. I love diamond pythons. I mean, yeah. Absolutely awesome. I actually just picked up another pair this week from Greg Heim produced. Um, and I think the confusion comes in, you know, we always say there's four proven lines of diamond pythons, the Gary Val line, the San Diego zoo line. I think it's KZ Lasik line and the Riverbanks. Riverbank, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I've learned from speaking with Joshua Easter, who's my resident um, subject matter expert, all things uh, diamond pythons. We've Mm -hmm. learned that the Riverbank Zoo line came out of, uh, I think, the Perth Zoo in Australia, and they were really inbred, and that line really doesn't even exist in the States anymore. I have one. What's that? I have one. You have one, Eric? I have a female, yeah. That's awesome. So you should throw that to Josh Easter because I think he has one also. I think he has one Casey Lasik. So so have you ever heard of anybody else having that animal? No, that animal was actually right. imported from Canada, to believe it or not. Wow. Ooh. Hopefully yeah. hopefully Josh's is a boy. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. that would suck. So <laughs> Josh either has the he either has a Riverbank Zoo stock or a Casey Lasik, but I know he has one off on one of those. So okay. those are the two lines that just don't pop up anywhere. People can't seem right. to locate them. 
every mm-hmm. other line we find is Gary Val line and San Diego Zoo line or some combination of them. I don't even know of any, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm sure if you spoke to Josh, he's going to know, or Nick, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to know who exactly has pure lineages. But other than that, guys, I think everything is just mixed up. It just is. Everything is, if you look at, you get a husbandry card from anybody with breeding diamonds, it's always going to say SDZ, San Diego Zoo, and GV for Gary Val. Yeah. And then we have some other stuff. I think there's, you know, there's Cypress a Cypress Creek. There's yeah. a Cypress Creek, but that's up for discussion, you know, whether that's legit or not. If you talk to Dave, I'm, I'm sorry because I keep dropping names, but like Dave Sutton is a guy who, mm-hmm. Diamond Python guy. He's produced probably more Diamond Pythons in the U.S. than anybody else. He produced like the first, what we call the reduced patterns and the stardust. Yeah. And Dave will tell you there's a Cypress Creek line. You talk to other Diamond aficionados, their their heads explode if you mention yeah. Cypress <laughs> There's a Geb, Geb Bailey line as well, you know, so there's these variation yeah. of lines, but... Uh, I don't know whether they're out there or not, and I'm not challenging anybody that's above my pay grade, but I just mm-hmm. see from my experience that everything seems to have either Gary Val or San Diego Zoo line, you know, Zoo stuff, so Zoo line. Sometimes I, I struggle with the purity thing of it. Like yeah. it seems like in the carpet python world, the diamond python group is probably the most intense that yeah. I've found about lineage yeah. and mm-hmm. like – if it's like even questionable, they're like, get out of my room. You know, oh, yeah. they're, 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 they're angry, little, angry little elves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes I, what is that thing in us that, at least in me, that I have to have the actual animal? Like, I think it's the actual animal from the wild. Like, this has to be a representation. Cause I have, I do have one diamond python cross and it's a wonderful animal. Yeah. I mean, the average person would look at it and say, oh, that's a diamond python. You know, yeah. I can see yeah. the difference, but, you know, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts with that? Do you do you struggle with that at all? I, I, I think, and again, I keep going back to our age, but think of all of our knowledge came from books back then. There was no internet and everything yeah. in the book was a pure animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We only, we only saw, you know, representation of wild types. We've never seen hybrids before in books because that's, we weren't privy yeah. to that. Yeah. And I sure. think that's indoctrined in us and that's what we want to duplicate in our collections. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Because, yeah. you know, I was watching this thing the other day about plants, right? So I, I'm sort of like uh, dipping my toe into the plant world and my <laughs> wife has, uh, she's like landscaping out back and she bought these plants so we were watching a little youtube thing on it and the guy was talking about the guy that was talking about the species it's like every species that they had was hybridized and they it, you know and they were like this is great this 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 plant will grow in this environment and it's been hybridized to do that and you know yeah. it only gets this big and that and it's just so funny how like when you go from one group of animals or living things or whatever it's like you can't do it and then another group is like oh yeah some fully embrace it you know plants and then also everything poodle that is now with a dog yeah yeah it's so true true. a lot of it may have to do with too and again i'm just we're thinking out loud here i think because with diamonds think about it such a closed group you know we can no longer import them yeah Yeah. uh, so we got to really cherish like a dumeril's bella right we got to cherish what we have or anything from madagascar with carpets, we're still pr- we can bring in carpets. From my understanding, we'd still bring in Papua New Guinea stuff or Papuans. Mm-hmm. What do we call them now? I'm sorry, guys. Want Papuans, Papuans, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think it'll change sometime real soon. But okay. yes, yeah, but right yeah, now yeah. it's uh, Papua <laughs> carpets. We could still bring them in. You know, we're not bringing in diamond pythons or dumals. So I think the guys yeah. in those groups where you can't, get, you know, those animals. I think they're just a little. A little more yeah. touchy, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and understandable. Where it almost feels like we want to protect the purity of it in case yeah. we 
because we don't ever want to get to a point where there are no pure diamonds because we yeah. bred them to everything else. I yeah. don't really have a problem with somebody taking their male diamond and throwing it to a jungle jaguar. Cool. But yeah. maybe have a female diamond that you can breed them to at the same time well, so, or something like yeah. that. Like, you know, there's, yeah, there's and I don't understand why we, we always seem to just have our lanes and feel that we can't spread out a little bit and do the two things at the same time. Yeah. So. And, and it's, it's so true. I told mm. you earlier, like I'm the biggest hypocrite because I, you, you put a diamond Python to a really nice jungle and make diamond, diamond uh, jungle crosses. Like, mm. Whoa, awesome. I love him. You do a car carpet to a car punch. I'm like, what the hell is what wrong, is wrong with you? <laughs> no, you Why would you do this? Are you eating glue as a child? What is going on? I need, I need an answer. Um, you know, I could tell you with me with the, uh, with diamond pythons. I mean, this is just the way it was. I mean, years ago when I was a kid, I saw diamond pythons in books. Tom Crutchfield may have had them on his list. I was in my teens, you know, for like, mm. uh, I don't know, 7,500 a pair. That was way out of my realm of possibilities. Um, but you know, it wasn't out of my realm of possibilities was getting a, a diamond python crossed to a jungle carpet because yeah. a lot of times guys would buy pure jungles because that's what they can afford one and they would bring them to. So I could afford a 50% diamond. I couldn't afford a pure. And I think that's where a lot of that generated from too. I mean, I'm not justifying it because of price, but I think that's just happened. Um, and then I remember years ago, there was a gentleman by the name of Jim Moore. I don't know what happened to him, but he was producing 88% diamond pythons, you know, bringing 100 percenters to 75 percenters. It sounds so weird, but they were some of the nicest animals I've ever seen. Yeah, like yeah. And yeah. um, I, I plan to, I plan to make seventy five percenters and eighty eight percenters and pures and label them all as such and mm -hmm. and just because I, I love doing it. it's like make you know it, I love when you produce something and you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Or it's gonna <laughs> that, right. that's the fun part of it. This you know? is yeah. we're we're on the cusp of that where I have the eggs yeah. and I'm waiting for hatchlings, and it's the most exciting part of the year and especially now that. I have clutches that I've done those animals before, but now yeah. I have some new stuff going on downstairs. Go. Like, I don't know what my baby Brisbane's are going to look like. I yeah. have, I have exanic caramels in the That's incubator. Awesome. No idea what they're going to come out yeah. looking like. So yeah. And, it's and, Go ahead. No, no, go, go Eric. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I was just going to say that it's uh it's, it's weird that we're that again, it, it, the one part of the Moralia world is, is this way where the diamond Python are so insane about, you know, lineage and all, and then jungle carpets, which by the way, your pair is amazing from mm -hmm. David oh, to stain, you. right? You know, Oh my thank goodness. You. And yeah. it, I, I want to throw this out there too. There's two videos that you did that if you're into diamond pythons or you're into jungle carpet pythons, you have those two videos that you did that goes through everything you want to kind of know yeah. about those. Fantastic. Well, it was excellent. So yes. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, I want to thank Riley. Riley Jimison is a friend of your guys. He really helped me with the jungle stuff. And yeah. again, Joshua Easter and Dave Sutton with the diamond pythons, you know, and that's part of the fun with me doing the YouTube videos mm -hmm. is, hey, look, I, I know a little bit about all these species just from doing this for so long, but sure. you know, I don't know a lot of detail about jungle carpets. And I, I'm the first one to admit, like, if I don't know something, so having somebody like, you know, Riley, I could pick his brain. And I learned so much from doing these videos too. I learned so much about diamond pythons. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wasn't keeping my diamond pythons right. And I was able to make adjustments just from what I learned on that. So that's part of it for me too. I, you know, I really try to focus on, um, I started doing the videos, honestly, because, well, during the plague, right, we were all watching a lot of uh, YouTube, we were all trapped in our houses, yeah. and there was just simply nothing for our boreal keepers out there. Um, yeah. There's some great podcasts, you know, Buddy and Bill do a great podcast, and uh, there's a gentleman, um, T. Brew, he's over in Europe somewhere, and he's a great guy, does a podcast, but they were podcasts, and they weren't visuals. Mm -hmm. And I just picture myself as, imagine today, guys, walking into, like, Tinley, 
and let's just say you want a carpet python, but you don't know mm. much about them. How overwhelming is it? Yes, like, it's, it's crazy, be, It's right? insane. Like, yeah. I mean, going to the big shows, having been plugged in as long as we were plugged in to before we went to our first one, yeah. he, like you imagine if one of the large shows is one of your first shows. Oh my goodness, that's like that's, yeah, let's that's forget it. Overload. I would not it, be able to handle it. It's called uh, what do you call that? analyzation to paralyzation when you analyze to paralyze where I, I know me i would walk in if i was a newbie and mm. i walked in and i went to the green tree python and i started talking to several people i'd walk out not buying one right. and not ever wanting one yeah. yeah and that's really what i tried to focus on because i'm thinking imagine like let's take a green tree python and you take a yellow green tree python at an importer's table and it's you know five six hundred dollars and now if you're fortunate enough to even see a captive red one at a show and that one's twelve hundred and fifty I mean, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. And that's just one aspect of it. Just figuring out which animal you want is one aspect of it. Now we get into caging. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing really about green tree python caging. I know you guys had David Brahms on the other day. Listen, that was a great episode. And I mean, David's now had done an answer to that question as far as what you can keep a baby green tree python on. So I really just took that approach, you know, like, hey, if I could kind of uh, just help the newbie kind going out with a step-by-step and, mm-hmm. and visualize it for them. And if I could kind of, you know, hit them with some dad jokes too to make them laugh and keep them interested. That yeah. that would be a great combination, and that's really what I try to do. Is, uh, yeah, I just love helping new people because I'm thinking to myself, um, hey, I, I can't imagine being a new dude. You know? yeah, yeah, I I love that you. Uh, I love that you add your sense of humor into the videos right. because, like, whenever there's a post that goes up and you're commenting on it, I'm like, oh man. Oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> That's just, oh, man. It, it, just, it's good witty, to keep witty, it witty. Light. Quick witty. I love it, that wit. It, it, Owen's got that well, same wit, you know? Like, well, well, thank you for saying that. And and uh, I always say the same thing. Owen always makes me laugh uh, on the, you know, it's just, yeah, because it, we can easily take this stuff too serious. Yes. We can yeah. easily yeah. take yes. it way too serious. Yeah. And if you remember why we got into this in the first place, it was to escape from real life. Mm-hmm. You know, we love yeah. being around the animals. You know, most of us, as much as I like to be funny and, you know, people think I'm really outgoing, the reality is I'm really not. I mean, I just, I don't do the podcast and stuff. I'm just not comfortable doing it. And mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I like doing the video because I can stop it. And I'm not in front of anybody. And right. but, uh, most of us are introverts. Yeah. And yeah. I figure that's, I can let the me come out. You know, it's fun. I can hide behind my computer and make people laugh <laughs> right. and do the right. videos and stuff. I- I, yeah. I would say that it's it's always a very real danger for any herper to burn out, to just be, yeah. to get overwhelmed or, I mean, because, and I've said this to Eric a bunch of times, breeding season is filled with peaks and oh. valleys of yes. so- soaring highs yeah. and gut crunching lows. <laughs> and if you get too many gut punches in a season, you can burn out and you need, you need that where you can plug in and, have and and have fun with like-minded people and laugh about yeah. some stuff and you know there have been a couple times where somebody calls us me and eric and he's like hey uh one of our friends who lives local and it's like we got to have a cookout we got to hang out have some beers and do whatever because they're feeling kind of that like their season's kicking their ass they had like yeah. six or seven slug clutches so yeah i get that and that's why you yeah. kind of need that support system so if you have videos that somebody can watch figure out what they should be doing reptile wise and then every once in a while just take the edge off of some of this stuff yeah more power to you it's awesome well thank you yeah and i always i always make it clear like hey i've lost a lot of animals in my day i don't hide that fact yeah most chondro most chondro breeders are like gamblers to me you know gamblers love to tell you when they won 
love to post their clutches you know they don't tell you about the animals they lost and uh it happens to everybody and you know we've, we've come a long way in this mm-hmm. hobby you know we've come a long way as far as you know we know how to keep these animals now and mm-hmm. for the most part we know how to breed these animals and hatch eggs i think the one place we all need to learn a tremendous amount yet is with uh when an animal becomes sick you know yeah. when it becomes ill that's where we that's i think where the shortcoming is and i'm really counting on the next generation of herpaculture is coming up to really, uh, you know, focus on that and habitats too. Yeah. Uh, you know, to make stuff more, you know, quote unquote, we'll use the bioactive word and make it more pretty, you know, just to make more stuff pretty and get them out of the box. I think that's the, I think it's got to be the illness part first and mm-hmm. then habitat. But yeah, I think we've come a long way in a short period of time. You know, it's, I haven't been doing this that long. You think about it, right? Relatively speaking. Absolutely. Yeah. Spoiled rotten. I'm just gonna, yeah, you know, I just yeah. married a vet. So, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. well, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's great. Spoiled yeah. rotten. I am. So, yeah. the guy oh, I do a podcast no, married a vet. No. So, I'm yeah. no, she's mine. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, damn so. it. But Owen, like you, as as talented as your wife is, I always think mm. most city, most drugs, and again, I could easily be disproven on this if you're. Fiance, your wife fiance, 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 sorry, fiance, fiance. Yep. If your fiance was here, she could easily, uh, you know, um, reject what I'm about to say. But I always think most of these drugs we're using on a reptiles were created for mammals. You, you know, are 100 correct. That so we're trying to constantly modify them mm-hmm. to use for our, uh, you know, for our reptiles. And I think that's what the challenge is. But hey, somebody like your wife now who has, you know, the come the not that knowledge that you have and the knowledge that she has. Wow, that's a great combination. So she, you're going to teach you're going to teach us all a lot. She literally has a book. Um, that just tells us what drugs are safe to use on exotics yeah. and different things like that. And this is a book that not a lot of vet offices have because she brings it to her job just so she can review with uh, wow. the doctors there about what courses of care we can take for when one of my animals has to go there and yeah. get sick. And you would be surprised some of the stuff that is has been cleared for reptile use that we have never that has not been no. on a herpticulture radar and stuff like that yeah. so like things for like anti-inflammatories this that and the other thing that we would never think about we would just be like hey yeah. it's gonna shed it off or it'll fix it or now it's eye just looks like that way so yeah. it's well that's exciting yeah there's a lot of stuff that i think we should i think more and more vets as reptiles grow in popularity as pets just gonna more and that. more yeah. vets yeah. are going to probably have to start dipping into that or learning more which is going to help us in the long run care for them so thousand percent and i I, and i eric i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you or if you're going to no 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 go ahead yeah Yeah. and the other thing that's really cool you know we we touched earlier upon the the price of reptiles and you Mm -hmm. know sometimes a negative thing can really be a positive thing because suddenly now if you pay um, a few hundred dollars for a snake as opposed to $50 for a snake. Well, now it's, you know, it's sadly, it should be worth at any price, right, to bring to a vet. But right. now right. I'm going to bring it to a vet. And that's, you know, there, as your wife knows, there's a lot of overhead in a, in a veterinarian's office. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. It's really expensive to run a, a vet um, practice. So the fact that animals are more expensive and people are going to want to treat them and bring them to the vets and vets can now see them as a solid revenue stream. After all, it's, it's a business. I'm hoping that also enhances mm-hmm. the knowledge of vets to want to learn more because, Hey, now it's worth it for me. Now mm-hmm. it's really, it wasn't worth it for me 10 years ago to learn about reptiles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And somebody threw out a, you know, a $10 turtle, but now with the animals prices going up, I think it's going to really help them as far as just overall well-being and, and vets. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of had a change of uh, change of heart when it came to the whole idea of pricing. Um, I think I think that bones are probably priced 
still too high because yeah. I think it just puts certain people out of the right. ability to do it. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't, you know, when we were talking to David, I don't even know if this made it into it before he had to leave, but we right. were sort of talking about, um, you know, the price of a baby chondro captive born and bred, nothing, no bells and whistles or, you know, like an entry level one, you're talking like what, eight to 1200 bucks, depending sure. on, yeah. 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 Um, which the amount of work that has to go into getting that baby established, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad yeah. thing, you know. And I don't know. What do you What do you think about yeah. that? Um, uh, well, I'm a conjure breeder, so no, it's not a bad thing. Next customer, <laughs> uh, it's not that. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does take a while. They they do, and um, I don't even sell my babies. I just I just shipped out three of my babies from 2021 that were all born in October, right? So November, December, January. That's putting them all over six months. I don't even sell animals anymore unless they're at least six months old. Mm -hmm. And right. you're constantly, it's not like, you know, it's not like a stock where you buy a stock and you just sit there and hope it goes up in value. It's like, no, these animals, they go up in value, but you got to take care of them every day. There's maintenance on them. So sure. yeah, it, can, it can easily be justified in a lot of ways. And, and um, of course, just simply supply and demand, just take it back to that. But I think chondros are, you know, I think it's like the housing market right now. I don't think houses are going to drop tremendously in price because there's such a shortage, but I think it will level out. You know, I yeah. think it will level out. And if you, if you go on morph market now, you'll see some higher dollar animals that have been posted for quite some time. That wouldn't have happened six months ago or 12 months ago. And right. I'm really I'm really encouraged this year, too, because um, I'm seeing guys like Bill Stegel, Bill Produce. He had a killer year this year. A lot of guys did. Ian Bissell produced a lot of stuff. Just a lot of people producing a lot of animals. Mm -hmm. So. That, that all helps, you know, but the demand yeah. is there. The demand is there, and there is a thirst for these little worms that hang from trees at 15, 12 to 15 grams. So yeah. what do you guys see? And say, I'm not on top of it as much. You guys, you know, as far as, like, um, the carpet market, mm. what do you, like, like, let's take um, or let's, let's take an animal like a rough scale python. I don't know much about them. I mean, is that animal still holding its value? Yes. Like, yes. They're being produced more readily now. Yeah, you know? um, I know they're being produced more readily, but the thing is it's weird because – uh, when they were kind of hitting the scene, I know some people had large collections like Cameron and all them. So they've gotten rid of all their roughies and kind of has dispersed them. So, yeah. and some people, more people have them, but I want to say that the production is still maybe 10 or so clutches a year yeah. countrywide. Um, yeah. And the clutch sizes range from like six to okay. 16 and stuff like that. So there's definitely still enough roughies to go around but not so much that we're tripping over ourselves so i would say they're holding pretty steady at about 1200 right now okay. and then maybe like backroom deals between friends kind of like a thousand nine hundred kind of a deal yeah. so yeah. um so far they're holding pretty good which is great yeah. because you know i got like three of them back there oh, it'd okay. be nice <laughs> if somebody would do something there yeah really <laughs> very cool Jeez, <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those animals like i just look at them it just looks like no other animal and they're yeah. just so amazing and it's again if i had the space i would love I, to get a pair of roughies you know i so. love them i'm infatuated with them um my newest female is a horrible evil thing okay and it is bit me. They in general though is that like, she is the first one i've ever met okay. <laughs> like it is okay and the fact that she is what she is, um, I let her get way too close because I'm like, uh, it's a rough scale and I love you. And then it's like on my neck. It's like, okay, right, all right, yeah, that's yeah. not good. Surprise. But yeah, but yeah. I, 
I love them. And people make fun of me because it's like, I'm like, I'll never have chondros. But they're like, you got green tree pythons. I'm like, first off, that is a rock chondro. All right. That is, there is a difference. It doesn't sit on a branch, it lays on a ledge. Like, that's um, quite well taken. Yeah. But they're, they're really cool. I, I am very, very happy with mine. I'll never not have them in my collection. Um, I have a trio right now and I'm hoping that in the next couple of years that grows into a small army because the same thing with you, with your manaquaries, it's like, yeah. I'm going to produce a clutch. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to see them. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if I'm going to sell them. Like it's yeah, going to, yeah, it's going to be one of those. Somebody has to come over and offer me another cool kind of snake in order for me that's to it. give up a roughie. And that's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. That's what it yeah. comes down to. I mean, Hey, look, we all need money, but a lot of these animals we can't replace. Once yeah. son, you can't replace them. However, you can tempt me with another animal. That's, yeah. that's how it works. I mean, was it? Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, was it? I, I gave Keith a rhino rat because now I'm like, you're going to have something I want later on. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. You, you, you remember that. You remember that. Yeah. And uh, we're just addicts. I mean, we really yeah. are. Oh, yeah. We're just thinking the next thing. And, and that's, yeah. Crazy. I think for. I think probably for all of us here, like I think the rough scale has a little bit of that um, mystique Never because of the story it, yeah. behind it. Yeah. And the, you know, I guess at first I, I was, I, you know, when I first saw yours, Owen, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they're cool, you know, and I'll mm-hmm. have them one day. And then when I got them, I was like, oh, I get this. Okay. All right. <laughs> I totally get this. Yeah. All right. Oh, all yeah. right. Owen was that, right. Thank okay, you. Owen wasn't just a raving up. lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have they been in the country, actually, guys? I think I think um, the first mm. was it Terry over at um, yeah the Reptile Gardens. Yeah, Terry has them. Those, I freaked out when they yeah. came to the country. That was I. That was amazing to me. That that was just amazing to me. I yeah. want to say Terry got them in the Reptile Gardens, and the LA Zoo got them as well oh, as part of their okay. collection. And then those were the only ones in the country for a while, and that was yeah. just zoological stuff. Then. Uh, Cam- Cameron Cam- started getting them with importations yeah. and then that's yeah. when it started kind of free flowing out of that because and that was one of those things where we never thought it was that we were, they were going to be accessible because yeah. they were in yeah. the zoos and we're like alright well yeah. eventually yes in like 20 years they will trickle down they to us and then having them come over with Cameron kind of busted the whole thing open yeah. um, but I want to say they have not been like accessible I got my first pair Oh, God, I got my two boys. When did I move out here? It was like seven, eight years ago. 2013, yeah. maybe? Yeah, maybe? I got my first 14? boys. Yeah, 14. Wow. Yeah, I traded some super caramels and stuff, and I got two boys. And, like, everybody's like, you're not going to be able to breed them. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <too>. it was, <laughs> it's so yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was Sorry, get it right. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, no, we all have those animals that we're just not going to be able to breed for whatever reason or another. And I just, they're just sitting in my room as pets. And I'm okay I, with that. Yeah. yeah. I just got pygmy pythons from Justin. And I love, um, I love them too, oh, Eric. I love He has some, pythons. like, I, I went to Edward Eric's and I went through all the Antaresia that are in his, his yeah. little rack. And I'm like, all right, yeah, these things are cool. I can't, but I had to, like, Run I have pretty much. I have quite I the Antaresia army. No, and I, I got to be honest. I'm not yeah. really. Uh, I don't. I, I don't care. I mean, I want to breed them, but mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's not like. 
I just love keeping them. I got Eastern stems. I got two different nice. localities of Western stems. I got Cape York spotteds. I got regular spotteds, granites, pygmies. I think yeah, I we, love the granites. Children. Yeah, yeah. The, they're good looking. I, I think we all get to a point where we end up breeding the animals for our own benefit. And then oh, we yes. let everybody else pick over our leavings like it's just so like true. you can yeah. buy this yeah. i don't want it <laughs> like yeah. you, you know it's bad and we've all done this literally hit an animal like years ago hit an animal before someone was coming over to look because i don't yeah. want them to compare them to the ones that i'm holding back <laughs> you know we, we've all been there we're not yeah. out of it. anteresia to me it's one of the first pythons i ever bred and i i, I don't own any let I me mean, think about that no i i sold off my children children's group last year in fact i get keep some babies from those mm. And um, yeah, I, so what don't I miss about it? And by the way, do your pretenses, do they launch out at you, Eric, when you open them? Those are vicious little, uh, the, I think of the answer. They haven't yet, no. no. No? I think they're the strongest feeding reaction, which makes sense to a small sort <laughs> of prey animal, right? But yeah. my God, they love to launch out at you, you know? Um, I do have that for my spotteds, though, believe it or yeah. not, man. Holy hell. They just like, they're all like, Wah. You got to be yeah. mean to live if you're that tiny. Yeah. 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 Are, you, are you guys? You, then you must be very much in tune with. I know with Dan Maleri bringing those uh, Mac, the uh, Antares. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's my, You know, I, I'm totally geeked out on that too. When Dan was showing those, you know, so. Thank God yeah. I don't live closer to Dan. Like, can you imagine if you live like down the street from that guy? Just, yeah, God, that would be dangerous. <laughs> there would be a restraining order against. You're right? Yeah, house. I'd be at his yeah. house. Every, I'm like, hey, so you got that? It's like anything, no. Anything, yeah. I uh, think what, the thing that I got excited about when 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 he announced that talked mm. about that was the fact that there's still pythons in papua new guinea that we don't know oh, about yeah that is cool yeah the you land know. is so vast there there has yeah. to be an animal it's, it just can't be we just can't have found everything you know right. and that's what and that's what was so cool about the the rough scale pythons you know i mean that was that's huge and now we're yeah. bringing them in captivity so yeah. right um yeah i think the only holy grail still that just is holding us back is we just somebody's going to figure out consistently produce bow and I, and I think yeah. that's going to be a big, that's going to be a big one for herpetoculture. As I'm just taking a shot in the dark, but as somebody that's bred various species of pythons, do you have any thoughts on, would you ever take that? a swing at them? Yeah. Bow and I, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I, the number one reason I wouldn't take a swing at them now is I just don't have the space. It's just right. that simple. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because, you know, they are really expensive, but like I could kind of justify spending the money on them only because I'm such a, a nerd with like, I wouldn't go out and buy a watch or a suit. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> right. that doesn't I don't need that. That, doesn't, that does not appeal to me. I don't want to take any trips. I don't want to do that. But I can easily justify <laughs> spending the money on Bo and I. Um, so I, for those two reasons, I, for the main reason of just space, I wouldn't do it. But, um, you know, if, if I were keeping Bo and I, I would just get him really cold. And mm. Keith and I have spoken about that and getting him up to a, uh, you know, an ambient door in a day of like a 78 to 80. I don't think he's tried that yet. I don't know. I don't, don't quote me on that, but I would just get him cold. That's mm -hmm. what I would do. Um, you know, I have a friend of mine who's out in Long Island, who's a really super busy guy who travels nonstop. He's got a big time position. And let me tell you something, he produces his animals more consistently than most people I know. And mm -hmm. you know what he does? He just gets them really cold. He opens his window in Long Island. He gets his room down to like the low fifties. He's produced so many diamond pythons everything his conjures he doesn't bring that cold and ever since then i'm going i'm a nervous wreck yeah. i worry about everything he's just traveling coming back he's not losing animals and that's the truth and i've seen it firsthand and it, that really inspired me to like start getting my stuff much colder and it's going to be okay so if i had bow and i that's the only thing i would try you know just cold yeah yeah, yeah. get him cold 
Yeah, who knows? Females producing follicles, because once that happens, you're, you know, but I'm super encouraged to go back to Keith for a second. I saw the pic he just put up that looked like his female was producing. And yeah. That's so, yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. There hasn't been a lot of people that I wish that they produced a specific Something, animal, yeah. but like yeah. Keith, I, I'm really rooting for him. For to, yeah. You know, yeah, it's just because to know him is to just yeah, you just say yeah. he would do the same for us. It's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So uh, there's. <laughs> I sent the picture to Owen. Mm. I don't know. I for some reason I can't share it here, but it's this crazy jungle. It's a diamond uh, jungle, right? Diamond jungle jag. It's a reduced pattern, baby. Maybe. A yes. Yes. Pattern, yes. pattern. Yeah. Holy hell! See, I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> that one, if if the template was okay, that I it might be in Nick's upcoming book because he had asked me for a picture. Then we'll see if hopefully uh, it, it works out. So that's just a. A jaguar, you know, a, a diamond jungle jaguar, but mm -hmm. produced uh, produced back to a, a reduced pattern. So theoretically, it's a, re a reduced pattern diamond jungle jaguar. Okay, um, it's as pretty as it looks in person. I promise you, <laughs> uh, its mother's pretty ridiculous, and it's just getting brighter and brighter yellow. And um, oh, all the makes, babies. It makes think, total yeah. sense about the yeah. reduced pattern because I can see it now because mm -hmm. the pattern is missing yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, and the cool thing about it actually is the mother that produced that animal. Um, mm -hmm. her, she was the uh, the product of a uh, a beautiful bright yellow gamma, you know, diamond, a typical jaguar, you mm -hmm. know, bright as they come, yep. to a pure reduced pattern diamond, right? So that's what the mother's lineage is on. So then I just bred her back to another, uh, what we call a stardust diamond. I think that's the technical term. It's the really reduced pattern, almost to a stripe to it. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I got some really funky stuff from that. And what I'm really pumped about is that that same female who produced that animal. I repeated that pairing. I only got five babies last year uh, and she's gravid right now. And there's, I, can't, nice. I think there's like top here, like 14 to 16 follicles. And I did my diamond Python male differently this year than I did last year. I, I didn't give them any belly heat whatsoever to increase um, mm -hmm. sperm count. Um, and so, Hey, we'll see what happens with that, but I'm really pumped with that. Yeah. That's just a really fun project that I never even counted on. It just kind of happened and I love it, you know? Yeah. So, Hashtag Jesus love diamond in. Diamond in Congress, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, Eric. Yeah, he's class, and I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, YouTube-wise, I have this is sort of uh, a question that I, 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 I find myself uh, in a love-hate relationship with the with YouTube, <laughs> YouTube uh, reptile world. But, you know, uh, do you – do you do, I guess what responsibility does a YouTuber have yeah. for the hobby yeah. and how it's perceived to the public? And like, do you, yeah. do you ever worry about that? Do you, do you yeah, get upset at other people about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. To both of those questions. You know, it's weird when you do, see, I don't consider myself a YouTuber. I consider myself as like a hobbyist on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you, when you do YouTube, you can, you know, I, Dave Kaufman and I actually had this conversation intently because Hey, I learn a lot with Dave. I love Dave's channel overall. He does some really cool stuff, you know, in his mm -hmm. travel. I love it. But, you know, I think Dave's channel could be a lot bigger if he wanted to get it a lot bigger. But I think it's a balancing act, right? Do you want the respect of your peers mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. do you want to really blow up your audience? You know, it's really difficult to do both. I don't judge anybody who does both. It's just, um, hey, I, I'm silly in my own right on there, but mm -hmm. I, I, I watch a lot of the other guys and I, I just wouldn't be comfortable doing it. And mm -hmm. I know I could pump out the videos and I could do change my content and really, you know, really dumb it down and stuff. And that's just not the route I chose to go. And I, and I really mean it as 
trust me guys, it's, it's weird, you know, cause 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had this conversation with mm-hmm. you. I would have been like bad mouth. And then this one's ridiculous, but as I get older, <laughs> I get more yeah. mellow, um, you know, just to, to use names for a second, you know, talk about Brian Barchak. I've known Brian since I'm 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a, I genuinely, and I mean this, I love Brian. I've known him forever. He's just been such a great dude with me. He mm-hmm. loves those animals. Nobody's ever going to tell me Brian doesn't love animals, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and he does, but you know, do I like it when Brian brings his, uh, leucistic alligator to a pet smart you know do i like when he does probably not (laughs) i don't watch it it just rubs me the wrong way but i i you know so that's a that's the way he that's a path he chose to go down that road and you know Mm -hmm. i it it helps me because i know at the end of the day brian loves those animals and and i see how he keeps his stuff so i that's how i could justify it's just not for me you know that's not what i want to do um i i want to walk into a snake show and not have to be like you know i i I don't want to I'm not, I'm not implying that Brian or any of those guys sell their souls to the devils, but I just, you know, I just know what I want to do and I don't want to do it with looks for me. It's, it's yeah. a personal, it's a personal. I, I, I enjoy our level of exposure because I can walk to a snake show and if I don't say anything, nobody knows who I am. But Keith told me a really cool story. He was here last weekend with my fish tank. He told yeah. me a really cool story about you guys. I'm like, that is awesome. He told me when you guys were in Australia going through a, a reptile park and some girl there. It's like, wait, are you Owen and Eric from? Yeah, that pissed me <laughs> off. That's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. Oh my god, know? crap! <laughs> We're yeah. about to go into the saltwater Croc- crocodile uh, Cage, enclosure, yeah. and uh, that's what they asked us. And yeah. I was like, Owen, uh, this could be good. Oh god, this could be bad. <laughs> yeah, depending on how this goes, I will not answer unless you tell me. I uh, guess yeah, so. Yeah, right. Um, there, there are worse things we could be known for. That is you know? true. Yeah. But so. and, and I see what you're saying about it being a balancing act because let's put it this way, I've had people who I work with at, in my normal job who are like, yeah. "Have you ever heard of this guy? He owns like a serpentarium." I'm like Brian yeah. Barcheck. Yes, I know yes. who he is. I've talked to him a couple of times. Like, yes. like, oh, we really want to go out and see it. I'm like, so there are people who may not really be plugged into reptiles who have seen. Yeah. Brian's stuff and know who yeah. he is. So yeah, I get you. And, about- and he brings a lot of people in. Yeah. He's brought a lot of kids in, you know, see the thing that we don't understand at our age is that, you know, we grew up on network television, channel two, four, five, seven, nine network. And people were TV stars, sitcom stars. Mm, right. And, and not to, you know, let's say that any of us YouTubers are stars, but in the sense that these kids, it's, they're no different to watching than watching TV. When they're watching YouTube, they're like yeah. watching TV. Yeah. So right. it's like a big deal to them. And they're, you know, and it's, it's, it's a pretty big responsibility. A cool, a cool story with Brian. He made me a hero with my daughter. The first time I was able to impress her, I think in, in 14 years of life, she's a great kid, but it's hard as her dad to impress her. She has no interest in my snakes, but she found Brian on, she found Brian on TikTok. She has a big TikTok following. And I okay. told him I know him. And I said, Kate, if you send him a message and he got back to her, he's like, Oh yeah, I know your dad. Tell your dad. And oh my God, guys, you know, <laughs> just giving her bone marrow. I mean, she was like, so excited. So, you know, that's the fun part of it. But look, let's talk about it realistically on a marketing mm-hmm. aspect too. Like let's, you know, look, do I make money on YouTube? Yeah, I make tens of dollars on my YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm um, a hundred air on YouTube. I'm a hundred yeah. air. But what's, what's really cool about it is that, hey, anybody who's been doing this for a long time, they know Eric and they know Owen and they know me and we've been doing this and we have great reputations. But um, the people that we know are being quickly outnumbered by the people we do not know. True. You know? Yeah. 
And at the end of the day, I, um, you know, I have a regular job like most of us do. And my dream, like, you know, all of us is like, I want to stop doing that very soon and just do my, you know, really focus on the animals full time. Mm. And I need to sell animals. You know, now it's great. I mean, anybody could sell animals, right? The market's crazy and you have nice stuff with a good reputation. You're going to be able to sell animals without even trying. Yeah. So, I mean, if I can kind of educate people, have fun. and, And by the way, I do love doing it. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you, I really do enjoy doing it. It's, it's a time suck, you know, and mm-hmm. I really do try to, I do try to p- prepare content. I don't just wing it. Um, mm-hmm. But look, at the end of the day, I want to be able to, uh, if I produce a bunch of really pretty jungle carpets, I, I got to compete with the other guys who they all know from wherever, because I don't go to a lot of shows. I don't do a lot of social events. I just don't, you know, so yeah. that aspect of it too, like, you know, to be realistic about it. So, yeah. And it's one of those things you have to, any way you can draw attention to yourself in a positive light, more power to yeah. you. And yeah. who knows? Like, you know, you, you just by, was it, I was bored and one of my snakes looked really good the other day and I took a shot of it and threw it on my Instagram. It sold 10 minutes the later. Caramel Jag? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's just, and that's just, I'm like, look at this thing. And nobody's like, is it available? I'm like, it is. So like, and yeah. if you can, if, if you can find your little niche yeah. in that world where you can draw it, people to yourself and, yeah, and, this and, is the world of social media where, yeah, where and, there you can be anywhere and any, anybody's fingertips at any time. Yeah, so. and, and you got you guys won't say it, but I will. But like Morelia Python Radio, you guys are true OGs. I mean, I think you're one of the first top podcasts out there. People, you know, you said people may not know your face because it's more mm. of a podcast. I I would tend to doubt that at a reptile show. I think people would know you guys, but yeah, people I mean, recognize that, me first for me talking, and then they kind of yeah. look at look me out, and they're like. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whatever it is, the bottom mm-hmm. line is, uh, hey, listen, um, you you do good work. You do, and people want to buy from you. They want to yeah. support you, and that's yeah. a really that's the way it should be, you know. And I, I think that the two things about YouTube that surprised me the most is that, first off, I get, um, for lack of a better word, like truly positive messages almost on a daily basis you know the videos are really starting it's kind of starting to really kind of get some legs now mm-hmm. and i just get a lot and because what happens when you go on facebook and stuff you just really the really nice people who are supportive they're not the, they're not the people posting and you tend to think right, the whole right. world, reptile world is like that and the reality is just like in the real world most people really are nice and they're mm-hmm. appreciative and supportive so you get all that positive feedback that affirmation which hey i'm like anybody else i love hearing that that makes me feel good and i love it um, on a negative side, you know, I do get a lot of messages. And when I say a lot, guys, I, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I would minimally, minimally three and as much as 15 plus a day, especially when a new video comes out and they all start the same way. Hey, Gary, I have a quick question for you. And it's like, it's a long thing. And it's like, you know, I want to get back to everybody. I'm not comfortable not responding to people, but at this point I just can't. Right. I mean, I yeah. can't. Right. I, and I have a wife and I have a family and a business and I, I'd be divorced if I was answering your so it's, like, okay. yeah. it's like, you know what, dude, I was so nice. And I told you how much I like your channel and you're not even getting back to me. And it's like, oh, my God, I, I'm putting so much time into the ch- That's my helping the community. Yeah. I'm time into these but people don't see it that way. You right. know, they see I'm supporting you. So that's the that's the downside. You know, the, the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives but there there is definitely that negative aspect to it so. yeah i can i we can relate to that and as far as like we'll do a show on i mean we've done it for the past 11 years breeding pythons right every every <laughs> november what, what 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 show do you want us to put yeah. on they're like how do you breed your pythons we've oh, done I, that yeah, every year i, <laughs> like, I mean I it's there's 11 of them pick one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i mean well, i would probably listen to the most current one because yeah, I mean, he has we much learned, more experience but, yeah. but 
It's yeah. just like now they want you to, you know, I guess like type it out or, or respond to them or whatever. And it's just like, oh, which I can understand. That. I'm with you. I just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. You know, I, but I can understand the know. want to have that because like Eric and I have said it a million times. I learned how to breed my snakes is because Will Leary wrote up an article for Reptiles Magazine on how to breed his carpet yeah. pythons. And yeah. I memorized that. Yeah. Like, and, but now, of course, I've added my own flair and changed it, to yeah. be honest. If you listen to the year one how to breed pythons and then the current how to breed pythons, yeah. I bet you they're different. So oh, they're way I, different. I get that. I totally get it. But it's like, yeah, yeah I, well, I don't know. Well, it's people do want, it. and and listen, I get it. Right? We're not we're not mm -hmm. saying anything negative. We get it. It's oh just, yeah, it's hard to please everybody. Everybody, you yeah. Know? And and you know, I'll tell you, there's a lot of bad things about getting older. But the thing I love about I'm 54 now, and the thing I love about it is. Um, you know, especially in relation to like when I'm shooting a video, you know, I, I watch what I say because, you know, people are like, oh, that's not true. And I try to, you know, you try to, again, play mm -hmm. both sides. But at this point, I really don't. I, I just <laughs> do my thing. I always say this is my opinion. And, you know, I, the cool thing I would say is, look, at 54 years old, I, I genuinely want people to like me. I don't want to piss people off. That is never my intention. I want people right. to genuinely like me. Mm. But I finally reached an age where if they don't like me, I can. it's okay. It's I'm going to be okay. I'm going to pull through. <laughs> I'll, I'll be all right. I'll manage. It's so funny how that changes because a lot of the things that you're saying I can relate to so yeah. much. Like, I'm so much more mellow now. I used yeah. to give it like, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and now I'm just like, no. Rick, when you turn 50, I'm telling you, it even gets better. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I envy your youth, but I would never want to go back, you know? Yeah. I, I, uh, on the Sands, you know, it was the video I shot with Keith on Emerald Tree Boas. And one of the things I mentioned at the beginning, of the, I gave him credit for being one of the first people to produce green, green Sanzinia or Sanzinia in captivity. And somebody from Europe just was in my comments, just like, that's what some over here did it in there. People could just be so angry, and yeah. it's just you know, it's yeah. just kind of crazy to me. But listen, I know nothing I did pissed them off. They were angry long before they saw right. my video, you know. And I that's, the, but again, this is the swagger we have now as we mature in our hobby yeah. keeping, and we wouldn't, you know. 20 years ago, if somebody said to me, hey, dude, you're here. You're going bald on your video. I was like, ah, I'm done. That's like, yeah, I'm bald. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I noticed. You know what I mean? So I'm it's, glad yeah. you saw that. Yeah. yeah I'm glad, you, I'm glad you, 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 uh, yeah. But anyway, that's the cool thing about getting older and getting that confidence level up, you know? So, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, I don't want animals to die. Yeah. That's yeah. why, you know, I just don't want animals to die, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't get into this to help people. I mean, I, I love people in hobbies, but if I can, just tell you one little thing that's going to prevent your animal from dying. I'm happy to do that for you. Right. Yeah. I think that's what drives me with the network and why, you know, we sort of expanded into having other people Various into things. the yeah. circle and, you know, uh, talk about things that, you know, cause I, you know, honestly, a lot of people would ask us to do a boa show and I know absolutely nothing about boas. You know, like they would, they would ask us different. to do a colubrid show. Yeah. And I'm like, I, me too. I don't even know the questions to me ask. Too. And sometimes you would I'm be there you. and I'm, I'm asking the wrong question. And then, you know, Owen's asking the wrong and the, the, the listeners going, why the hell would you ask? Them? Why didn't you do yeah. this? We didn't uh, know. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you guys. By the way, I'm right yeah, there with yeah. you. I, I'm not one of the herpers who started out with a corn snake. I love them all. I love all that stuff. I, I've never kept a colubrid in my life. I, I mean, I had a couple of boas, the ones I mentioned, but I don't mm -hmm. know anything right. about boa constrictor. Mm -hmm. I, I've never kept them in my life, you know. So right. I'm, I'm right there with you. You know. Actually, so bringing cool. on those people that had, you know, I mean, me and Owen, we know carpet pythons. We know pythons, you know, yeah. and and you know, it's it, it's 
that's that's sort of our wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. now that those other people are getting an opportunity to sort of, you know, like Keith doing a podcast, I don't know if he would have did it on his own, yeah. but I'm sure as hell glad he's doing one yeah. because that guy has so much knowledge. And, you he know, does. with him, Warren, and Rob, it's just like, oh, yeah. my God. That, you know, that's is- why I like the shows because there's, there's certain things with Herp, like in Herp history and stuff like that, there's certain things that I don't want to get lost as Herp the no. Culture Kings, like, keep steamrolling ahead that yeah. i fear we would and it would come into like i heard from this guy that this is how they used to do it and that's not true or this is how it goes like i love yeah. the episodes where we have like ron st pierre on and stuff like that where it's not just yet. like this is how it went way back in the day and this is how we did it and this yeah. is where we're at now so yeah, yeah. well yeah the 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 herp history i think i'm gonna put rico's episode over on you should. that, that you channel should. you know that because there I uh, I think I about we that. Were, I wish we were that better interviewers. In particular, that <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But we don't talk that much. No, it's we mostly don't. Rico talking because Rico is just was one of those guys that just yeah. wanted to share as much information yeah. as, as he could, you know. And like yeah. I think about that that you know, with that podcast, given those keepers and you know, like yourself, Gary, just a, a you know a place to come on and talk, and then. It's one thing to type stuff, but then like if somebody's listening to you, they kind of feel like mm-hmm. I think that they're like involved in the conversation, yeah. you know, and like, right. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. And no, the tone, I mean, the tone really helps, too. You know, this I think that any of us who have been doing this a long time. I mean, the sincerity is there. We've been, we feel your pain. We've been through what we've been through. And here's what we did to alleviate the pain. Here's how we saved an animal. Here's what we're doing differently now. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. hear it. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Did you guys actually know Rico? Did you get a chance to meet him or anything? I met him um, a couple times. Yeah. I only met him the one I'm, time at um, the uh, ICAST. Memorial Symposium. Yeah, at okay. ICAST. Yeah. yeah, I was there also. Yeah. And, yeah, I was at that show. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I met him the first time I met Rico was at Tinley Park, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, he was there with. Um, John Holland and the Condro Coalition. The Condro Coalition, Mono yeah. And, and yeah. man, I got to tell you, it, it, you know, here I am doing Tinley Park with my IJs, and they're just, you know, little red worms and nothing really <laughs> flashy about them at all. Still, and I'm, but they're still awesome. They're still Oh, yeah, favorites. they are awesome. Yeah. There's no doubt. But, like, yeah. here I am at the table next to, like, Terry Phillip, Rico Walder, yeah. Jason Stevens, and they yeah. have, like, $10,000 designer Condro and they're like jet blue with these black specks on them. And I'm less like, Oh man, <laughs> I, yeah. I swear anything. these will turn out nice when they grow. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, I was at that show and I remember those days and um, you just don't see that anymore. Right. No. No, that, yeah. that never happens anymore. And they, had, I mean, Rico had basins on his table too. He was, he was had baby basins and mm-hmm. Northerns and uh yeah, but I, I always credit Rico with anybody who hatches a chondro in captivity today, myself included. I, it all goes back to Rico because what he did was, and it's kind of like what I want to do in my videos, um, mm. just do a really comprehensive approach to it, you know, just like really break it down. And that's what Rico did for a lot of us because yeah. he worked at the Knoxville Aquarium, but, you know, there were people breeding chondros long before Rico. I mean, Trooper Walsh was breeding at the Washington Zoo, right, long yep. before him, but he took that zoo ease, right? And he taught Rico and Rico learned from them. And he basically broke it down for the hobbyists. And he translated a lot of that stuff for us. And not only told us what to do and why we were doing it, 
And it's really, he was an amazing liaison in, in the world of uh, Green Tree Python because of, and I would say every time, and listen, Rico was one of my closest friends. That was a big hit. Um, mm-hmm. And every time I hatched a chondro I, or I got eggs and we were on the phone every day, just we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. But anyway, I, I just, I, I just would hate for his lane to ever get lost in this, no matter how long yes. he goes yeah. on, because he's yeah. an important person to it. My fear is that it becomes one of those things that, like, um, Madame Blueberry is a is a big thing for carpets, yeah. and I feel like people are just slapping MBB on things, and they don't mm-hmm. necessarily know why. Nope. <laughs> and nope. I think I, I showed something to Eric where somebody had a, a baby carpet. And they said, this animal is from Madame Blueberry and crossed with Benjamin. I'm like, that's impossible. Both those animals are long dead. <laughs> like, you can't right. have a Neo from those yeah. animals. Yeah. I, I understand that that's probably the line, and I guess that's what you were getting at. But what you say matters and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I wouldn't want somebody like Rico to just become a footnote in a green tree python thing where it's like it's a rico animal what the hell does that mean don't know (laughs) it's just what you say so and that's what i feel like i we we have to keep going with the npr for a little bit longer at least till either me or eric is dead and then we'll figure it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) we we do it's our responsibility to keep keep some of that you know they always say you you don't know where you're going where you're Mm -hmm. going if you don't know where you've come from where you've been but yeah, just a very quick story on that. I mentioned earlier, you asked me why I got into Manaquaris. I yeah. mentioned Dave Prada. And uh, so Dave Prada just bought these capped attached babies. But ever since those times, they were known as Prada Manaquaris because that was the pair they originated from, Prada Manaquaris. Years later, I was producing these animals in Salem, and everybody just assumed Prada. I meant like the designer Prada, right. like they were designer Manicori. <laughs> Nobody knew Dave Prada. They, they, and they really thought I was being obnoxious. You know like, no, right. th- this is him. This is Dave, Dave Prada. Prada. Yeah, yeah, and Dave Prada, exactly. So, that, case in point. Yeah, I know. That's. Uh, but look, we'll we'll get our revenge because all these guys coming. Everything that annoys us about, you know, the younger keepers now. Who, God bless them. I love mm. them. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, no BS. I love when I'm speaking to a younger keeper like i just shipped some chondros out and these guys like man they have the passion they have yes. the same bugs mm-hmm. that we do and they're going to carry this thing and hopefully going to even take it to the next level right with some really mm-hmm. cool housing and things and um uh my god i lost my train of thought on that guys i'm sorry i just had a senior moment <laughs> forgot where i was going with that story with the prada with the Younger young keepers, keepers will have our revenge. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. The young keepers, because <laughs> they're going to experience now, and they're learning it all from, you know, guys like us. And mm. we're not going to be around. And they're going to be, you know, when somebody produces like a world's first or something, they're going to get so annoyed. They're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and Eric were doing that 20 years ago. So we'll get our revenge on all the younger keepers. They're going to go through the yeah. same thing as we did. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. How life works, so... You know, yeah, one of these days. Thank you for bringing me back on track. I appreciate that. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, I've been a co-host for many a year, and I've and I've wrangled a certain person when he gets really, and when he goes out there, he goes out there. So you know, <laughs> oh, dear, the reason dear. I'm still on the big show and I haven't been sent down to one of the newer ones. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, you're always with me, Owen. I, I love how you guys always. Uh, Lucas is going to be on with you guys for the next 20 years. He's always going to refer to him as the intern. And I kind of like that. He's younger guys. Yeah. Um, so, he did get look, a, I a, he got a raise because he, he might hook me up with another, a new white lip. So I have upgraded <laughs> oh, him. Nice. I upgraded him to the undergrad. Riley is still, unfortunately an intern. So gotcha. it's gotcha. 
But <laughs> speaking of people we're talking about, honestly, like a, a guy like Riley, I, I almost called him a kid, but like that's like, like he's just he's hooked. Mm-hmm. Riley's yeah. going to be doing this, and um, yeah, and, and all these guys, and they're just uh, Lucas and you know Riley's young too, but they're they're lifers. I could tell just by talking to these guys, they're lifers. So they're not yeah, gonna, yeah, hundred percent. They're going to carry the torch, you know. It's it's that's awesome. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I think I saw again. I saw Lucas on YouTube, and I was like, I don't know what it is about this kid, but I like him. Yeah. We, I just we, like we, him. We know we smell our own. We know when we see them. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, yeah, this yeah. one, this one's gonna stick around for a while. You can indoctrinate him, and he's gonna drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, let's, uh, let's grab this one quickly. <laughs> he's gonna go up for seconds. We're not even gonna have to ask him. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of those people out there, and and it it's fun and it's awesome and. Uh, because, you know, we forget. We've been seeing these animals for a long time. We forget when we go to a show and we see just a little baby in a cup. And then mm-hmm. it, it's it's pretty cool. So, and if you ever lose that, it's time to get out. I don't think that'll yeah. ever happen. It, if, if, and that's the thing is if, if you don't, if you stop challenging yourself or yeah. stop realizing the cool things, like, I mean, I was blown away last year by hatching Madagascar hognose. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm the only person that cares. Like, and that's all that matters. Like, I don't but, really give a damn. So, and so, and just a wanting to push that yeah. further and keep going and yeah. have the new experiences. And that's why I'm like, I said, I don't want to talk to Keith about hog Island boas. And I don't want to talk to Keith about Argentines yeah. because those two are on my radar of like, yeah. never done big boas before. I could probably right. do it. That'd be a new thing. <laughs> like, can yeah. that be something fun to play with? Well, yeah. So. I know my limitations are for me, it's space, right? Mm-hmm. So my daughter is 14 years old and she'll be out of high school in four years. So the plan <laughs> with my wife and I are, you know, I, yeah. I, I love where we live, but I just really want to dedicate it either an outbuilding or a much. So I'm limited by space. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, if you don't mind me asking you guys, what's what, what are your limitations as far as uh, new species, more animals? I would agree with space. Um, space? Okay. I, I am I am very close to capacity. I've phased a couple things out. I've cut down on certain things. I've my carpet collection has definitely I've trimmed the fat away to where I have yeah. a couple of really nice pairs of certain species that I like working with. Um, okay. And I wasn't because at one point I'm like I must have every single type of Morelia and yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. So that's happened um i've also <laughs> i had a part of my basement where i'm like no snakes will ever be in this but that's yes. not it's gone <laughs> so that's, that, yeah. Yeah. that is that is now the large snake room and the tortoise indoor pen nice. so um <laughs> uh, i've also been the whole like no snakes will be on the second floor there are rough scales behind me so that's out the go. window i think at this point i am at the capacity i am at the point where i can't get any bigger i can't push past a certain point and the animals that i have will eventually push out other animals that i have Mm -hmm. if i allow if i kept everybody or if everybody started getting as big so the next point is to move like you know melissa and i we have to get we have to get married this year and then the idea is that That's next awesome. next year we're we're going to start looking for houses. Hopefully by then the housing market will calm the fuck it down. Will. <laughs> like it, it will. Right. Yeah. And then but it, but if it doesn't, your house is worth so much it all equals out. Oh, like yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those yeah. things. So um yeah. eventually move ourselves out and figure that out. And then that is hopefully going to be the final place. And I will hopefully have more room there, if not room for an outbuilding or something like that, to yeah. make my final expansion. And then, well, that's awesome. We're good. 
see, we're all on the same page. And what about you, Ara? Yeah, I mean, my collection has really I I I am probably the happiest that I've ever been with my collection currently because I'm keeping what I want and not mm -hmm. what I think I have to have in gotcha. order to be somebody or to be the guy or whatever, yeah. you know. Um you know, I, I've I've expanded into a couple of lizard species, which I never thought I would do. Which Geckos. Just, you, can't just tell me, you can't just say that without telling me what you got. Oh. So I got uh, Ackies. Which um, I love. Uh, absolutely. And then I got Kimberly Rocks, which mm -hmm. are just like, you know, oh, my I mean, God. Just I mean, this, 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 this sounds like a Mike Stefani major influence, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, can't, I love Mike. I just won't talk to him because I want a small marble. So yeah, it's a safety love, thing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love all the things you just mentioned. I love everything Mike has, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, I got um, some um, uh, Australian uh, barking geckos, the underwater wow. source Millie, uh, which again is another one that I never thought I would have. I got some uh, Oedora. I feed them roaches. Roaches. Yeah, they can eat they would, crickets, but I feed them roaches. They would alive buggers. Yes, that's yeah. the thing that always deters because I love those things. I, didn't, I wasn't sure what they ate, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a couple blue tongue skinks, which yes. are amazing. I added, basically for me, I'm working with Australian pythons. So for a long time, I, I think I've worked with, I forget the number, 38 species of pythons. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, we're, that's we're counting that the last time I was up. You're close. That's crazy. I think yeah. you yeah. might... That might be the most. I'm serious. That's got to be more than anybody I think I've ever heard of. Like maybe like a large, like maybe like a Mark Bell and industry, you know, who's doing it like on a major. But yeah, I yeah. I, I I haven't bred them, but uh, I've I've worked He's with owned, them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at one yeah. point he owned yeah. them, which is yeah. And I think what I kept coming back to is like, you know, I love pythons. I do. I absolutely do. I tried boas. Uh, I just I don't know. I just they didn't. I didn't feel the same. You know, it, I wasn't ex as excited about them. I love seeing them with other people. I love talking about them and hearing about them. Yeah. But like we said earlier, I, I don't necessarily know that much about them. But I, Australian pythons is where it's at for me. So yeah. right now, I think the only ones I don't have is uh, Scrubs, Owen Pelly, and Blackheads, okay. I think, and Imbricata. Okay. Yeah, all the stuff that we all we all, we can't all, get, all right? everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the stuff we all want. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys? By the way, you know, you mentioned blue tongues. Uh, I'm not saying it's the only species I'd want to keep, but if I could pick my dream animal to keep, it would definitely. I am obsessed with shinglebacks. I love yeah. Shinglebacks. Oh, yeah. I want them so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I want them so bad, man. I love them. I never kept a skink in my life. I've never, I kept bearded dragon. By the way, I got bearded dragons years ago. You know, who I bought them from, uh, mm. was, uh, Ed Marino. I bought Ed bearded dragons. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That was probably about That's 20 crazy. years ago. Yeah. He was breeding frill dragons at the time and he had beards. Yeah. Um, so it was before he was really getting into the basins. Um, okay. yeah, but, but yeah, I, but the price is just so ridiculous on, oh, yeah. on the shinglebacks I and know. it's just, you know, yeah. I was like, get a group of shinglebacks or I'll have my daughter graduate with student loans. I got to make that decision, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't ever think, you know, I remember in the earlier days, Zach Baez, that mm -hmm. was sort of, yeah. uh, would go all the places with us and such. He would, um, he was a big blue tongue skink and, you know, person and, he would say, you know, they're the lizard version of the carpet pythons in Australia. Why don't you like these things? And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm just not really. Uh, I, I don't. I I really missed out. They're they're really really cool awesome. animals. Yeah. yeah. So, like little know. puppies when you see them, babies at a show, and yeah, just walk up to the like the cage is is yeah. 
I, uh, uh, head level and I just kind of open it up and the thing comes right out and it's the blue tongues going out and you're like, you're amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. well, Eric, were you at the iCast show or just you? Owen? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was you, guys there. Both, yeah. you guys were both there. So, um, do you remember Joshua Easter being there? Didn't he yeah. bring, he brought shinglebacks, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. He brought one. And yeah. I had seen them countless times prior, but that was the first time I got to hold one. Yeah. And I wish I had never held it. And I've been yeah. since. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're $10,000 each. Lizard's easy, no problem if you can get them. And I, I'm fortunate enough where we know enough people who've been doing this, I can get them, but I just can't justify spending that kind of dough. You just yeah. you know? can't you can't get over that bump of the, it's like, not, I just spent $10,000 on a lizard this big. <laughs> like, it is. So true. Yeah. 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 And by the way, you can't have just one, right? No, I mean, of course not. Why would you do that? One, um, <laughs> Alan, so it turns out you need several. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even, you know what? I, I love the blotch blue tongues as yeah. well, right? The, the nigro. Yeah, those are, those are the yeah. nicest yeah. ones. Well, they're being produced. There's a kid right here in Jersey who produced mm-hmm. them consistently. Yeah. Really? So, young guy, really nice guy, brought some savus from me. Great nice. guy. And so I love all that stuff. But my God, I've never owned a lizard. I don't want to take a dive in at spending thousands of dollars as an entry level you know so yeah and, um, and it's not like we have those personalities where it's like i'll just get a group of a little group yeah. of lizards and they'll be set over right. there and that's all i'll get and then all of a sudden yeah. there's you know there's room in the for a tank right next to those get, like yeah no i think as mike, many as we can yeah i think mike is probably the one that really pushed me to take the the, the like really kind of try another species right i had the ackies and i i kind of put them off for so long again like i i can't be a carpet guy and have ackies like what who does that yeah. you know and and it's like well no i'm gonna do i'm gonna do that because <laughs> they're freaking awesome you got the kimberleys because now i i well, have to stay away from them because i want them i, I already know i do gonna, i was gonna mention that i remember frank Re- they're, they're, i think they're the Glorai, is that what they yeah. are? Glorai. Mm-hmm. So I remember Frank Reedus, and so that's why it's so great that we have guys like Mike Stefani now, who's basically dedicated his life to them. Because I've always heard you tell me, uh, Eric, are are they? I always heard the Glorai were far more difficult to keep than some of the other dwarf monitors. They're yeah. I well, um, I think they're just a little more sensitive when they're younger. Um, okay. But I don't. I, yeah, I. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're Mike, definitely Mike got them going. They're definitely friendlier. Yeah, and I think because I got them from Mike, I'm probably like he had them. Yeah. He had he hand fed them, so like yeah, they just they yeah. come running up to you and like just take it off the top. You're like, yeah. oh, it's like a little dinosaur. No, I don't want it. So I can't. I guess why I can't go <laughs> to Eric's anymore, man. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's the greatest. It, it, <laughs> I'm telling you. That, that's one of the things, you know, we keep bringing up Mike. Isn't that why social media is so cool too? Because look, yeah, like Mike, who's been doing this forever. Mike was never on my radar. I didn't no, really know no, Mike. No. Well, like this guy has this ridiculous amount of knowledge about all these animals. And I only know him because I've heard him on like Morelia Python radios. I've heard mm-hmm. him on other podcasts. And I, that's what's really cool about the yeah. social media. Because before this, we were just showing our animals off to our friends when they came over, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. pictures, yeah. And now yeah. we get to show our animals to everybody. And that's so we always have to look at the positive with this stuff too. And when you mention Mike, that's the first thing I think of, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and it's also the idea of like, it expands our horizon out because it's like, I would just send pictures to Eric and Eric would send pictures to me. Yeah. Now it's like, you know what? That is a really cool monitor <laughs> lizard. And that's yeah. a really cool setup. And God, I would kill to just have a yeah. big cage with those. Like, yeah, that, and that's, and that's where it's dangerous, where it brings you to a new level of your herpticulture kind of hobby yeah. where, I mean, Eric's, he's absolutely loving these tiny little dinosaurs that are running around tanks and he's enjoying the hell out of it more so than I think I've seen him with a snake species in a yeah. long time. 
So do you, you pick them up. If you if you only have time to pick up one animal in your room during the day, Eric, you're going to grab one of those monitors ahead of a snake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I would do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. There you 100%. go. And, and it's a it's like an instant inner. You get an instant feedback. Yeah. From them where you that. don't necessarily get that from a snake. You know? Yeah. Well, um, well, that's why I mentioned earlier, the only animal I really, as much as I love my chondros, we're talking about those, that personality with the lizard. That's what I kind of got with the basin, like an adult mm. basin. I'm telling you, their heads yeah. are so enormous. And I think that's the most, I, to me, I know people always say that about reticulated pythons. I think retics are awesome, right? We mm -hmm. grew up on wanting giant snakes. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, it's that basin. And I think we can make that comparison with the lizards, just that personality. They really do. I, a basin, you can go in, just lift their chin up, no problem. I wouldn't do that with a chondro. There's a good chance I get no. <laughs> I think the other cool thing about lizards um, that I think they're going to really excel more than they have so already is because we can really do some outrageous setups with them where we're yeah. not there as much, I don't think, you know, with as far as uh, with, with the snakes yet. You know, I think we have a long way to go with that yet with the snakes. We're getting there, but and that's what's cool, right? Because the person who doesn't want to be like, we are a bunch of nut jobs with tons of reptiles in our house. They just want a pair of something. Mm -hmm. They can set up a pretty cool environment for a oh, pair of, yeah. for a pair of ackies. You know what I mean? That's pretty awesome. Hundred percent. There was yeah. actually um, I had a jungle carpet um, that I decided that I was just gonna like retire. She 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 been with me for years, and I brought her out, and uh, friends took her, and they set her up in this gigantic cage, perching trees, plants, moss, and yeah, I mean yeah. she's gorgeous sitting yeah. in this on this tree with this lamp and i'm like cool and they're like we have yeah. no interest in breeding she's just a, i'm like sweet yeah. you got that's awesome I yeah and she's i know at you owen going you've never you done dick. any of this yeah. <laughs> what a bad keeper you are if, if there was a typhus for pythons <laughs> they yeah. would be in it oh my <laughs> god yeah well, yes yeah. I was on um, paper with a bin, yeah. you asshole. It's so true. <laughs> People warned me about this, that once I started field herping, especially in yeah. Australia, mm -hmm. yeah. that my taste would change. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, you know, because before that, I was a big morph guy, like yeah. all the different morphs. I, you know, Australia changed you. Yeah, It just yeah. changed the way I... Since you know. licked that toad and went on that walkabout, you've not <laughs> oh, come back no. the same. That, yeah. wasn't in, that wasn't in Australia. Oh, oh, that was Patron. Right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, listen, you, you can't appreciate flora and fauna. And when you leave Australia, you take a piece of it with you. It's just yeah. that simple. It's yeah. it, it lives in you. Yeah. You know, my wife and I went for, we went for three weeks during our honeymoon we've not been back because you know life changes now and it's a big time trip to do that it is it and is. we're so glad we went and i just feel such a connection with that country even though i haven't been there yeah um and yeah you really do and the one thing it did for me as far as animals go is that i i always love parrots too especially i love you know cockatoos the sulfur mm -hmm. crests and all that stuff and i still love yeah. them to this day but when I was, we were in uh, that Port Douglas area, you know, uh, up by the Great Barrier Reef and stuff, and mm -hmm. Cairns, that area. Cairns, yeah. Seeing, seeing like the true gallery to gallery to the true sulfur crested cockatoos on telephone wires. It's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and seeing like flocks of rainbow lorikeets in yes. parking lots. But what I took from that is I said, you know what, man, I, and maybe this is hypocritical because I still keep snakes in cages, small boxes, but I can never keep a bird again. Yeah. After seeing yeah. those animals so majestically just flying, it's like, wow, man. Yeah. You know, but look, but look, I can make the argument to the, these parrots that they've in captivity, they've never seen Australia either. So right. But it did change me with that. And it, and it and it did. And I love just talking about it. I just get such a man, I love it so much. You know? The first morning I woke up in cans. 
I was by myself. Rob and Chris were still sleeping. I went out and I sat in this, this yard and I'm just sitting there and there's all these cockatoos up on the, like you're saying, it's on the phone line and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh my God, that looks like Martin's aquarium, but they're all yeah. flying around. <laughs> There's no price tags on those. Yeah, this is, what is going this on? Is, this is not a mass event. Like this, if this would happen, yeah. I would assume they got out of the zoo or yeah. something. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not a massive problem. But. So and from then I was hooked. I mean, yeah. from, you know, it's just like, I, I have to keep coming back here as much as I can. I keep I, just I, dying I, to see the black ones when we went. Like it was like, well, I remember we got, we got out for, for lunch. And there was some black cockatoos oh, yeah. flying, and he's That's standing amazing. there in the parking lot, and they bank That's... and they flew away, and he's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, they're, they're they're amazing. I, yeah. I I I saw them over there, but unfortunately, the ones I saw were in a like a whatever, like a wilderness type. Was it enclosed yeah. environment thing? The blacks, but right. yeah, Australia is it's just a bomb, man. I mean, yeah. it's just a bomb. You know, I, listen, I would love to find uh, a giant, you know gecko over in madagascar or sands in here something would be pretty cool too but it's tough to beat it's tough to beat uh Australia. yeah I, I tried like hell to make we, that the honeymoon selection yeah. and i got uh outvoted <laughs> got denied yeah <laughs> really well she it would be fine but she doesn't want to go to the places i want to go like she's oh, like well, we'll okay. go to sydney i'm like yeah but i, I like the, the snakes go are to brisbane <laughs> like, yeah that's coastal capital of the world i man. mean i mean yeah but Sydney, I was in Sydney. There are just fruit bats everywhere. We saw cockatoos there too. But think about think about being Sydney. There are uh, diamond pythons. Mm-hmm. In yes. Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I remember freezing my ass off, going, "Oh my god, this is what we're doing. Like, diamond pythons live here, you know." And seeing yeah. cockatoos blowing in the wind in forty something degree, <laughs> forty something, you know, um, degree weather, thinking, and we're worried about them getting drafts at home. Right. Right. You know? right. So, so Sydney's it is pretty cool. But listen, I, I get it with the other areas that we would want to go. But if, if you had to go to Sydney to get to Australia, I would go. Oh, and I guess right, and then just there. leave, <laughs> disappear. Yeah, just yeah. Days, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna do that, honey. I'll be back later. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of excited. I got to be honest. The, the the so we're going in October. Me and Rob, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Keith might go, and Teresa might go, and Matt uh, might yeah. go, but I'm and not when, sure. When you going, Eric? In October. October. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, originally we were supposed to go to the iron range to go see chondros. That was, that was, okay. The... that would be, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I just spoke to my wife about that. Yeah. The old, old York peninsula, uh, yeah. Cape York. York, yep. York yep. Peninsula, yeah. And that would, that would be how much of a trek is that though? Right. From, uh, would, Cairns, I think it would like, fly into cans and then you would drive up. Drive yeah. up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. And, and Eric, I'm sorry. I don't know. So you are married, correct? Yes. Yeah. So would your wife go with you or no? She has no interest in it or I think she she does want to go, but I have I think I would have to go with her with me and her. But she she does she does love nature and she loves when I'm excited like when I have that uh schoolboy grin on my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, you Grinning know, like she, a moron, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, Oh no, yeah, not, okay. Happy moron. Uh, yeah. Happy moron. Yeah. yeah, I did exactly. the same thing. Um, yeah. So I think I think I think I keep telling her, I think she would absolutely love it. And yeah. if she doesn't experience it once in her life, she's yeah. missing out. Yeah. You know? So but. the fly. I'm being honest with you guys. I would not go field herping there just because. Look, I, I I know who I am, and I'm comfortable with who I am, and I couldn't deal with all the insects. I just couldn't. Yeah. And plus, yeah. I'm pretty transparent. Sucks. Actually, if you hadn't noticed, and I get mm. worried about the sunburn as well. Like it's it's just like I'm. 
I have no mm. pigment basically, so I get nervous. Mm. But <laughs> I, I, you, you can ask these guys. I, we get off the plane and I'm like, all right, where's the gift shop? Because I got to buy like three cans of SPF so something, true. and I'm just going. Yeah. And of course, they're all like, yeah. <laughs> and then after the first day, they're like, can we bum a can? I'm like, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do not yeah. want sunburn in the middle of no. uh, the the outback. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. thank you. No. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I know. excited for you guys. I'm I'm super jealous of you guys. So that would be a, an amazing trip. So yeah, yeah. I told we'll them I, I can't make this trip, but um, I told them if they go to the Kimberly without me, I'll kill one of them. Yeah. So okay. it's and justifiably, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, like if you yeah, go for rough scales that. without me, I yeah. swear to God, you're dead to me. <laughs> like it's, oh man, if we found a rough scale, no, oh, I don't want to talk god. to you. No, no. Oh my god, Owen, oh, when are you getting married? Uh, October. So oh, beginning of October. Yep. Oh, so that's when, and that's when they're going in October. That's when they're going. So. They're going after. Yeah. They've been after told the, they have to gotcha. go after. Yeah. Gotcha. They're like, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> guys. We're out. Peace. <laughs> like, and that's fine. I'll Damn just it. stand by the window and yeah. cry as you leave. Yeah. That's fine. But, you know, yeah. it's. Well, we have a lot, of, a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of big stuff coming up for both you guys yeah. uh, this year. So it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Owen, yes, we're almost at two hours. Yes. You wanna? Do you have some questions? You wanna, I do. Some, have some Owen some questions. questions. Some okay. Owen questions. We're on the hot Gary. seat now, Gary. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and I feel it I feel as you it. should. <laughs> okay, I can get the file to open. There it is. Okay, maybe it's not so hot. Stop I don't, it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, all right, Gary. First question: What species do you ha do, did you have? Do you regret passing on? A species that you had an opportunity for, but you did not take it, and you regret it. I'd probably say Bowen's pythons because I mm -hmm. had a lot of them come through my hands over the years. They were mm -hmm. always rare. I mean, they were never a common species, but mm -hmm. I, I did have access to them. I actually imported some, and um, and I wish I just kept on kept those animals. That's a major regret for me. I'll say the same thing with basins. I had some amazing basins over the years, but we sold stuff years ago because we'd be able to get it again. It was no big <laughs> deal until True. you weren't able to get it again. So yeah. Put basins and bow and eye in that yeah cool uh all right what was the, your coolest reptile moment it can be breeding herping or keeping okay. either one breeding herping or keeping uh coolest moment man i gotta say probably my first time i hatched chondros and an fat clutch and i had and i had tons of phone support you would have thought i was in hostage negotiations <laughs> And this is happening, and what do I do now? And I got those texts, and I was like, I'm telling you guys, I probably cried. I'm not exaggerating. And I was so happy, and it had to be just hatching some uh, some chondros. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, it it's you get, I think I think we're all chasing moments from like yeah. like that first time hatching, like, like where you're jumping pit. around your reptile room, like a, like you know again happy moment. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> you could, and back then there was no social media, and I was right. just had to call people. Yeah, you know? right. and yeah, so it, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> all right, um, if you could give one piece of advice to the reptile community, what would it be? Oh my God! I would love to say, can we just all get along? Support US, <laughs> support US Arc. All get along. You know, it's we're such a small community. Even though it feels so big, we're such mm -hmm. a small community. So when people start disparaging the ball python keepers, I mean, they're to the outside world, we're freaks to everybody who mm -hmm. don't keep yeah. snakes. So why are yeah. we gonna further, uh, you know, divide within? Right. So I would just say get along. But as far as like to a new keeper coming in, my advice would be. Honestly, just to stay focused, don't always be chasing the next animal. 
you know, just really master what you plan to get and master that species. And then, you know, definitely grow the collection, but really just gain an appreciation for what you have and not for the new animal that's coming in next week, you know, because mm-hmm. I get the fun of that, right? A lot of this is the chase. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of the fun too. So, yeah. All right. Um, that's great advice. It is. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you could start your reptile keeping career all over again, Ooh. would you change anything and what would it be? Well, you know, in my defense, uh, mm. I really liked my plan of attack. My plan of attack years ago was just like, I love chondros, so I'm going to keep breeding chondros and I'm going to keep fine tuning them. But I didn't count on losing a lot of those animals. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Not, that's what I didn't count on. So to answer your question, um, I, I, it's t- I can't take responsibility for that one because that I well, obviously they died in my care. So I'll take responsibility. But um, if I was going to change anything, I probably would have gotten heavier into the basins. Uh, back in the day and i probably would have had a you know a nice size group of basins right now in addition to the contros so cool and i guess they'll do one last one um did you have a role model or mentor when you entered into reptiles and who was that uh not when i entered i didn't really know anybody i um uh, I used to tell my mother though all the time, if she doesn't let me get a snake, I'm going to kill myself. You know, like, <laughs> 14, I was like, I wanted one. I'm like, I'm a good kid. But no, my mentor is, uh, hey, look, I have mentors who like Rico is a super mentor with me with green trees, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But then I have guys today, like I have a support system today. Like I, you know, when I was having problems four or five years ago, I was, you know, I have Bill Stegel, Marshall Mendez, uh, Buddy Buscemi. I was getting on the phone with the, like we were on a chats on instant messaging, all of us saying, hey guys, I got a problem, you know, and I, so I have, you know, definitely Rico, huge inspiration, big part of the reason why I uh, am successful with Condros today. And, uh, but even these guys today, I really, um, you know, I count on them for support and that's, that's huge. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So, um, do you want to toss anything out there by means of like social media, your YouTube channel, anything else? People, people can find you and bug you about carpets and I'm sorry, yeah. chondros and other things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Hey, I'm going to be thinking about you guys. Cause I'm going to shoot a video soon. Like I recently did with, mm. with green tree pythons. I'm going to do that same video with, with carpet pythons as far nice. as just keeping them, you know, nice. We do this in our sleep. If you ask a carpet python keeper or breeder, they'll always tell you carpet pythons are easy. Well, they're easy for us because we've been doing this for so long. <laughs> um, but you know, right. just, to talk, just to walk somebody through a baby, to a yearling, to a sub-adult, to adult, I think I'm going to take that on in a very soon in a uh, video. Um, so, yeah, so GS Reptiles on YouTube. I love my channel. I'm really proud of it. So I'd love to have people follow me there and watch my, watch my videos. Uh, I am on Instagram as GS Reptiles and on Facebook. So you can find me anywhere. And uh yeah, and I guys, I love this. Thank you so much. I really did. I loved it. And yeah, absolutely. I don't do, yeah, I haven't done this in a in a very long time. So <laughs> it was great. And I, I got a lot of anxiety when you asked me, Eric. I really did. Not because of you guys. Right. But see the caliber of guests you guys have. And I told Eric he's gonna have to dumb it down for me because I'm not a hobbyist, man. I'm a hobbyist. If you want to talk about geographic areas where you can find specific species, I'm not your guy, but I can help you with that animal if it's in a in a cage in captivity. So we 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 are men of many guests, so you know we <laughs> we're all over the spectrum. It's fine, That's you know. It. And yeah. I hate it when we have really good people on too, because then I'm like, why are you talking to me? Like, it is, yes, yeah, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, right. I should not be asking you questions. So, yep. Well, I'm glad you did come on because yeah. I, I quite enjoyed this conversation. So I'm Excellent. glad that. Yeah, I love yeah. Continuing yeah, I really this Chondro it. kick recently of guests. What's going yeah. on with this? Uh, well, 
I mean, they are the other Morelia. What's going I mean, on with you this? Know, we, we, we have to sort of, you know, spread some love too. And GTB Keeper Radio, I mean, they I mean, only yeah, put they an only episode every out every, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And both only, targets. No, no excuses. He's an, an I know, I know. Movie. It's only when the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same time yeah. that we get a GTP Keeper Radio yeah. Well, he's yeah. going to be coming up kind of soon we did right? we did schedule yeah, him man. for an important episode important yeah. episode we have to we, stroke uh, the ego to get bill we brought in to the big on. guns yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go uh, but yeah. cool. but i loved it i loved it. it was a lot of fun and yeah just really enjoyed it, it went, t- went really fast by the way it, oh, yeah, yeah, it, does. it always <laughs> does yeah, yeah. 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 I, i'm wearing my feety pajamas though just in case we went really late I don't okay know. <laughs> gone yeah. are the years of four-hour episodes those yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit anymore. Plus, we got smart and figured that we could make those into two episodes. So what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Gary. Yeah, uh, for we me. really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we'll catch you, catch you at a carpet fest whenever we figure that out again. I will do that. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I, I really will do that. Absolutely. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, too. Gary. See ya. Oh, wait, he can't. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he, did. Okay. he got it. He figured okay. it out. Okay. Very good. Um, all right. If you'd like to support the network and what we are doing here at what NPR, you do. uh, here are a few ways. One, <laughs> you can check out the website. Stay up to date with what's going on. If you want to get in touch with us, info at morelipythonradio.com is the best way. If you're keeping reptiles, I urge you to support US ARC. You can join their newsletter, stay up to date with what legislation is going on, or you can take it to the next level. Just become a $5 donation a month. We'll uh, help them fight for our rights to keep these animals. And uh, it's very important. So uh, usarc.org. Uh, they also have a YouTube channel now, so you can go and subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it definitely is uh, a way to stay up to date and hear directly from the horse's mouth What's going on with the legislation? Which government entity is trying to screw us now? (laughs) Yes. It seems to be what keeps happening. (laughs) Um, You can follow the show and all of the shows on the network on whatever podcast app you use. Um, There's quite a few now. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to the new one, Boa's 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 podcast with uh, Warren Booth, Keith McPeak. And Rob Stone. I, love I can't that think. Episode. Yeah, I love, I love that title. I'm so glad they went with that. <laughs> yes, Boas 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 podcast. They wanted to make sure that we they weren't just talking about boa constrictors. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure that they're not just talking about boa morphs. And I am. I, I again. I, you know, we do this, and um, it takes a like this week. I've been on a podcast every single day. I thought you had. A, I, thought you had <laughs> I thought you had a break yesterday. Uh nope. No, what happened? No, <laughs> yesterday was Gecko Radio, Gunpowder uh, <laughs> Radio. So yes, um, which was great. That's going to be a great episode as well. That's going to be coming up probably at the beginning of next month. I forget what day we release. Well, we put out. We day. already put out an episode this week. Is this, <coughs> is this is Gary's coming out next week? Are we next ahead week. of the game? Are we finally we ahead, of the, ahead of the game? Oh yeah. my god! We are. Um, <laughs> let's ruin this quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this will go off the rails let's, quick. Let's not do anything next week, so this way we're going instantly behind again. <laughs> yes. Well, no. Next week we have 
Corey Martin, I believe. Oh, cool. Is coming on. So we're going back to, uh, let me just make sure. We're finally going back to like, you know, carpets. Proper Morelia? Okay. Yes. I yes. said it. Um, <laughs> yep. Proper Morelia. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> I said it. Fight um, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have, where do I have that list? I'm pretty sure. Probably help and pull up the list that I have that you sent me, but I, I did send it to you. I didn't you did. I? Yeah. yeah, I did. I, yeah. I could. Thoughts, I could do I these so. things. Yeah. 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 You know. Okay. So. Uh, no. So oh, wait. That's just a Darwin focus show. Wait. I'm looking at a different thing, aren't I? You are. I am. <laughs> I believe it's Corey Martin's going to be on the next okay. episode. Well, I don't which, know. We'll uh, figure it out next week. Get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, back to uh, to what I was saying with NPR. Let me see where was I? Lost my train of thought. Oh, so anyway, Bo 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 podcast. Um, yeah, I just tongue twisted. It's fine. It's good. Keep going. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Gecko Radio is coming out. New field herpins coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, field herpin in your backyard. Um, so that's going to be cool. The next Kakato Radio is going to be on knobtail geckos. We had Justin come on and he did a little talk about I hear you wrote field a book herping about it. for yeah. them. He did. Yeah, yes. weird. So I figured he would be the person. <laughs> He'd be to the talk guy. To. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, our the co-host Phil Wolf is uh, the knobtail. Um, initiative uh is uh mm-hmm. you know over there on ig um he uh is doing an awesome job and uh has he's another one man he has so much knowledge of reptiles it just blows my mind but anyway i'm off track right um love the guy yes uh so you can subs- you can subscribe uh to, to any of those shows over in the network if you want to see what shows we have uh, you know i think we have a very wide selection of, of topics of them and, or something and, like that at this point yep you can yeah. go over to the website and you can see everything that we got going on um so there's that uh you can subscribe to our youtube channel npr right. network um where you can also listen to the podcast and we do live carpets of coffee and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you can uh you can follow us on uh, all of the social media stuff instagram and facebook page npr network um if there's a particular episode that you've enjoyed or you've got some information about it please share it around to people so that you know we can we can get the word out of there with uh word out there with good information mm-hmm. um if you want to take it up to the next level, you can check out our merch store on the Teespring store. Um, New uh, stuff links are coming. Over the website. Uh, stickers seem to be a big thing, so we're working on that. I, uh, um, I did. I did hear a quote from Gary, which I really liked, which might end up on a shirt. Was the uh, Carpondro? Did you eat glue as a child? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want that on a shirt. Oh, that's great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Write that down, Owen, right now. Don't forget to. that one. Like, I really want that to be one of those stick figure things. <laughs> like, Carpondro? Did you eat glue as a child? I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, that was good. I like that one. <laughs> so yeah, there's so little time, uh, so many podcasts. But once, yeah, once I think, I think we're 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 kind of at the point where we can't fit I keep anymore. Saying this, yeah. yeah, it's it's no more room in the end, so to speak, type of thing. We keep um, making but, room. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow we keep doing it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get to work on the Teespring store and try to get some stuff going over there. Yep. And if you really enjoy what we do and you really want to support us and you know really enjoy it, I hate asking for people to do it, but we do have a Patreon page. I don't hate it. And- join the Patreon, God damn it! <laughs> and if you join the inland level, you get to come hang with us. Like Saturday, we're doing a Patreon um, 
show. Well, it would have been passed. Yep, that's it. it <laughs> fuck. Yes. All right, last but Saturday yes. we did a Patreon show <laughs> where um, we apparently had fun and people yes. enjoyed it, I'm told. Yes. yes. I so. was there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You were there. You, I was you there. Were quite, you were yeah. quite funny that I'm night. I'm glad you I'm must getting have, credit uh, for you this, and a good now I don't have sleep. to show up. It's like, no. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's everything that we have. Um, take us out, Owen. All right. Um, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff there, as well as uh, Instagram, uh, uh, rogue underscore reptiles. At, we got babies coming out of our ears at this point. Well, not really. We we just have a very few, a limited amount left. Please make them go away before new babies hatch. Um, <laughs> that's all we got for everybody this week. So we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.